like when I think about cartridges, I don't think 270 WSM or so. I would think of just WSM, mm-hmm. and you can neck it up or down to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The right. sky's the limit. Right. You can improve the shoulder. Uh, you can take a, a 7 PRC, which is almost a mid-length cartridge at this point, and neck it down all the way to a 6, 6.5, mm-hmm. neck it up if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have these base parent cartridges or one singular parent cartridge and then you can go up and down six five creed six creed 25 creed 22 creed take it up to a seven creed if that's Mm -hmm. what you want they took it all the way to a 338 and they're calling that eight six blackout yeah that's a creed more based Mm -hmm. cartridge eight six blackout that's the new hotness yeah and see that you just couldn't have those conversations Mm back then the information traveled too slow yeah i mean here really the, the process the, the easy you could just say i want this bullet for this reason and i want it to go this fast out of the lightest shortest barrel rifle that i can build mm-hmm. and you pick a horsepower and a cartridge that would match you think some shit up like a 6um you draw it you make a dummy round you send it to a reamer manufacturer they make you the reamer you have a piece of brass that's going to be necked down and blown out to fire form inside that chamber once you chamber the first mm-hmm. barrel. Mm-hmm. Now you have your brass. You have dies that match your brass and your reamer, mm-hmm. and that's all you need. Once you have the dies and the chamber reamer, everything matched up properly, you can make any cartridge do anything that you want. That fucking button never moves. This is the Shoot to Hunt podcast, and my name, you all know it, is Ryan Avery. And my co host here is um, Mr. M- Mr. It's Jack! You mean Mushaney? Wait, you take my notepad? No. Oh, it's me. Mar- <laughs> it's Mushaney. Oh, it's Mushaney. been over this. Damn it. Oh, right, <sighs> you need to take those damn crooks off. Yes. And wear some real man's shoes. Wow, you're aggressive today, Mr. Well, Mr. Mujani. My sea levels are currently pushing 3,000 right now. crap. Yes. My beard is down to my knees. <laughs> your, yes. Your veins, they're flowing. They're flowing, they're... And, uh, and I must be at 5,000 by oh the end of the year. My. You're going crazy. Well, the, the crocs are thinking this every time you get in them. How fat is your ass? Really? Fat, round, and ready for this podcast, my friend. Let's jump into it. Let's go. That's them two dorks sitting in a room, and then Jake walks in, and that's what the hell they're doing, because they're fucking off in here. Greatest intro ever. Fucking random drama from across. We got to address the elephant in the room here. The techno, Robbie shows up. Is the fucking intro button moving on you? Because it's in the same goddamn spot it was yesterday. You still couldn't find it. Listen, Luke said you hit the wrong button on the last one. He said that's the exit or the, the, what do they call it? The end, the inch, the outro. Do we need to, do we need to P touch that thing for you? When I hit it, he said it's the wrong one. So when I hit that, but you see how I instantly knew, even though I can't barely fucking hear it, that I knew it was the wrong one. So he's trying to say he fixed it. So I basically fixed it. You, but you, you the can't real, fix hey, something that hey, was never broken. Hey, hey you, you're like focusing on the wrong thing. It was never broken. Robbie Denning's in the house <laughs> and shit don't work. It doesn't. Robbie has a force field around him. I think we've had more tech issues in the last 60 minutes than we've ever had in the entire podcast history. Ryan uh, dubbed me with the force field back in whenever you guys started Avery Adventures. Because he could he could record five podcasts on Zoom or whatever you're on, mm-hmm. and then he would call me, 
and I got good old Iona Wi-Fi. I mean, it's good. I do everything else on it. And I could shut the whole podcast down. It was just like this. <laughs> you <And> know how <laughs> Robbie would say, hello, and they'd go, psh, psh, yep, yep. <laughs> and it'd be black. Same thing. <laughs> and that's the thing. And he, apparently the guy down in the library said the same thing yep, about I've you. I've been recording the rock cast in the library because they have a sound room. And, um, you know, that guy told me, oh, you just go in there, hit that button, that button, put the headphones on, it's ready to go. So I did all that. 45 minutes later, he's still in there doing all the same thing you guys were doing, unplugging stuff, rebooting stuff. He's like, man, this has never happened. I said, you know how many times I hear that phrase when somebody tries to show me something technologically advanced? That's what I hear. <laughs> this has never happened. So, yeah, I, I guess I do have a force field. It must be the my T-level. That's all I Shit. can say. Robbie, just Robbie, too high. Robbie was moving in a little close earlier. Yeah. He was telling me something. He was very serious about what he was saying. He, he did something with his facial expression. I was like, fuck, he kind of looks like Woody Harrelson. Oh, I've heard that before, dude. dude. Something, <laughs> something moved on his face, and I just I instantly saw Woody Harrelson. I'm like, what I, the fuck? I've heard that from a couple people. Uh -huh. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got, you know, I don't have all my hair, but I got a lot more hair than that dude. But I've had people say, you got kind of the same mannerisms as him. And, uh, so huh, just, I've man. never. You never see that? I it it wasn't that. the whole time. He was just, he was moving in. Yeah. And he just did something with his face. I'm like, oh, shit. Dude, when you say moving in, man, you're getting that kind of gay vibe. You were, well, you were getting Instagram. pretty I was going to say something. You were getting pretty close. <laughs> he said, uh, I just know him as SpongeBob SquarePants because he's built like a square. <laughs> yep, totally, dude. My, 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 if you look at the label on my pants, 32 by 32, you couldn't get more square than that. Oh, shit. That's true. And my daughter's the one that figured that out. She was washing clothes. She's like, Dad, all your pants are 32 by 32. And, and she was really into SpongeBob at that time. Mm. So that's where that came from. My 14-year-old son is a 40. He's a 40-inch waist and 40-inch mm -hmm. inseam? No, 40, 40, 33. 40, 33. Yeah. Man, dude, he, he, what, did my dad, what did my dad call those? Brick shit houses. That's, yeah, that's what, what he used to say. But he's uh, 14? 14. 14 size 13 shoe. Oh. He's on the upswing. Big dude. And he's just, his voice is just starting to crack, and he's starting to eat fucking everything in sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you're a big guy too, Jake. I mean, how oh, tall man. are you, 6'2"? Yeah. Yeah, you're a big. I mean, you're you're a big sack of potatoes, and you know when I walked in today, I thought man, two seventy now. I've been putting weight on. Yeah, it yeah. looks like good weight. Yeah, yeah, good weight. Yeah. Well, well Ryan wouldn't call it good weight. Yeah. He I, thinks muscle mass is the real purpose. That's why I don't build right. muscle mass yeah. is because then I got to auctionate it. That's why. <laughs> Remember, he's in IT. That's why he's in IT, man. <laughs> so you don't need a lot of muscle mass to be in IT. So where are you? Where are you lifting? At? You got to be able to type. Uh, there's a place called Peak uh, right here. So I live. Uh -huh. Five minutes that way, uh -huh. and right off the freeway is a peak. All right, all gem right. in Post Falls. Yeah, the all boy right. and I've been lifting since we basically decided. So it's fu a funny story. So we're we're up here. That's where mm -hmm. this picture came from, mm -hmm. and we're up on the top of this mountain up behind him here, and it's fucking just pouring cats and dogs. And I decided I was going to be all cool and carrying ultra ultralight tarp, and all mm -hmm. the water's coming in, and mm -hmm. and we had to get up at three in the morning to do this hike a second time. It was the shittiest fucking hike in history. And me and Mason are sitting up there. I'm like, dude. If we can get up at three in the morning, knowing the shit we we're just about to go through and set up yeah. what we're going, why can't we just get up in the morning and go to the gym? That's right. Like how hard can it really fucking be mm -hmm. if we just got up in the morning and did what we did? So we decided right then we were going to start. Uh, and then about six weeks later, his birthday came on and, and we started lifting around his birthday. And that was 14 months ago. 14 months mm -hmm. ago. And um, um, uh, yeah, I because I haven't seen you since uh, we did, went to Expo last year. So it's mm -hmm. been what, about 12 months. So, yeah. so looking lean, man. Way, way to go. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Lifting is fun. All that effort. Lift, lifting's where it's at. Yeah. Lifting's where it's at. I mean, I went through years of 
working the cardio and all that stuff just because of hunting. You know, you think you need all that stuff and everything, and you do. It's great. But, you know, as I've gotten older, lifting is where it's at. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you, don't, you don't have to be an ultra marathoner to hunt. But you, you do have to be able to recover. You do have to be strong. And um, sarcopenia, that's the term for muscle loss as you get older. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And um, They it, can actually define how long you're going to live by the amount of lean muscle mass yep. you have on your on your yep. bone structure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're made for it. We're made for it. So you mm. got to have some cardio. But anyways, looking good. I was surprised, though. So we... So going back to the Selway, we did a lot of Canfield hiking mm-hmm. before to get in shape. And Canfield's a mountain over here. It's 1,800 feet in a mile. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought he meant he filled cans and then he <laughs> uh, went hiking. <laughs> 1,800 feet, 1. 1.8 miles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Basically Steve. straight up, right? Yeah. And we were hiking the living shit out of that three, four times a week. I was, we were pre- I was pretty religious about going and doing it, preparing mm-hmm. for this hike that's on this picture behind us. And this last hunting season... Uh, you know, and it, we couldn't even get to the top when we, when we would start the season. Mm-hmm. It would take some time to get to the top mm-hmm. and then improve your time and then add some weight and improve your time. Mm-hmm. Well, we had been lifting all year and we went up and the first time we went up there to hike it, we were in, we were to the top in less than an hour, which is kind of your, your grade of being in decent shape or not. So yeah. just the general weightlifting and we don't do a ton of cardio, maybe mm-hmm. one day of cardio, mm-hmm. but just the general process of weightlifting, getting your heart rate up, I think did a lot Yeah, because yeah. it took us to the top without having to try mm-hmm. too yeah, hard. So. That, that was from lifting. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's lift, lifting's where it's at. You know, you know, I work in a health club and I'll tell you what, post COVID it, our weight room is so packed now and it's the younger people, but I think that message has just finally got out. And, um, in fact, we, we just, we just did a million dollar upgrade and we cut back on our cardio equipment. We didn't mm-hmm. have to put as much cardio equipment in because mm-hmm. it doesn't get used as much no. as, it, as it used to. We're like 10 years ago, it was all cardio, yep. especially the girls. They were yep. always on cardio Man, our weight room. Now I've got a 17 year old daughter and, uh, she's down there every night in the weight room, mixing it up. Dude, I'm telling you that what it's Harrelson? close, man. It's close. We got Woody Harrelson up on the TV here. And one of those expressions up there is what happened on your face. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, I guess you can start calling me Woody now. There you go. I could have a couple of Robo memes. Woody Denning. There we go. No, I've heard that before. I've All heard right. people tell me, hey, man, you got some more like mannerisms. Like, yeah. you got some Woody, Woody Harrelson mannerisms going on. I'm like, mm. oh, I, I, gosh, I don't know. That yeah. right there, the guy with the long hair one right there in the middle. <laughs> There, there you go. There, there I am. Yeah, yeah that Woody Harrelson like 40 years ago, maybe. Yeah, that was yeah, quite well. <laughs> my, my skin ain't that tight. Oh, shit. That's Anyways. Funny. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me up, guys. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, thanks for not getting me a water, Jake. But good thing your wife was here. She got me a donut. And I see Luke got me a... Got me a, a, a what's this a rock well, you, star? You no, got your, you got your water there too. Hey, dude, as long as they're spending your Aww. money, I don't care. But you could have you could have like met me at the door with hey, this stuff. Hey, why didn't you guys ask me about my gym experience? Well, it just didn't come to mind. Hey, we both know. Hey, make sure it's- <laughs> we oh, we both know that uh, that's not the reason you don't lift. You know what I did instead of getting a gym membership? You bought a six um. I bought some mules. Bought some mules. Hey. That's that's uh, that's a wise investment. Because Robbie and Travis Hobbs said that's Hopefully the way. you bought a mule you can grow into then. Well, we found him. <laughs> we, found, we found this mule. It's 17 hands. That's a big, it's like part draft horse. Animal. We're like, that's a mule that can carry old big bones around over there. Yeah, you you do need a bigger one, man. It is hard on them. I feel sorry for the stock animals I see with big guys like Jake on them, you know, and their little 14 hand little horse. I mean, they can big. do it. But. <laughs> little absolute, 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 what do they call the 
uh, what's the nearest piercing horse? The Appaloosa? Appaloosa. Little tiny Indian horse. horse. Great yeah. big old person yeah, on it. There yeah. you go. So you bought a mule, another mule last weekend. You got a pair now? We got a pair. A pair. Yeah. That, that, the whole thing about, uh, it, Sam, Sam says it all the time, military guys, what, what one is none, two is one. That's mm. that's how it applies to stock. I mean, it just depends. You know, some hunting areas, one is enough. But man, once you get two, you're good. You're good to go. You know, you can pack camp. You can. And the other thing, too, when you're back there, they, they get tired, too. You're riding your animal every single day and not giving them a break. That can be real hard on them. I've hurt horses that way. So now do you like this is what I keep hearing from people. He's like, well, now you're going to change your whole hunting style. So you've been all over the gamut with stock, without stock. Have Do you change your hunting style because of them? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, um, our friend David Long mm-hmm. and Mike Eastman, that whole crew that does the backpacking, they used to call it coyoting out. Like, mm-hmm. and this is for a mule deer. Yeah, that's kind of my world. Was you basically just needed to get there. And because a guy without stock can camp so quietly, if he's careful, some mm-hmm. don't, but you can, they didn't move a whole lot. And, 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 and that what that's a super effective way to hunt. It really is. And so I used to hunt that way when, when I didn't use my stock as much, but you know, I'm 54 now, tore my knee up bad two years ago. Um, I'm, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I just can't pack the weight is what it gets down to. I can pack, but I pay. So, so yeah, it's changed the way I hunt, you know, and, 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 and I've always hunted that way with stock as in camping further away. Mm-hmm. You can't have discreet camps, you know, you get up a little earlier in the morning and, and, you know, and then, then, then you move into the area, that kind of stuff. But I always like to tell people I've, I've never killed a big deer from a horse. Um, you just, they're too loud. They're, they're too loud. They're just, you get, you just use them to get in and out of your areas. Have you rode by a big bull? Have I rode by a big bull? Yeah, I've seen some big bulls uh-huh. from horses because, you know, elk are kind of noisy anyways. And they, they, they'll put the, the, the horse thing. I mean, I, this is going to happen to you if it hasn't already, Ryan. They will bugle at the horses. They're not bugling at the thinking that, uh, you know, they don't hear a horse and think, oh, that's another elk as in far as far as vocalization. You know, you know, if they hear a horse when they know hey, something's wrong, but um, just the way they move through the woods and the clomping and everything. I've, I've, I've had them do it. Not had one horse. It was a real high pitched Winnie. And one, one day I tied her to a tree in the middle of the day. I was taking a nap. She's out there winning and she was pawing the ground. And then all of a sudden a bull was in camp. He, he had heard her come in, but she had a really high pitched Winnie. And I, you know, I think he thought she was a spike or something, but, but, uh, but yeah, been, been around a lot of elk on horses. Hmm. There we go. Travis Hobbs. He, you know, he, like a lot of places, like even last year when we were hunting, I, I'll get off and hike a lot, and I'll tie my horse back. He's a little more aggressive that way. He's kind of more of what I just said about the elk. He's like, no, he goes, I think they'll put up with it more. He says, I've seen a lot of big bucks from from my horse and everything. You know, I can't argue with his success, but that was like warping my mind. Like, wow, making more noise around big bucks. That's like the opposite of how I think. But Interesting. Hmm. We'll see. I, I walked, like I was telling you, two or three years ago, I was walked in a couple of times, 12 miles into the cellway to look for some deer. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. It's too far. Mm-hmm. And then when those horse guys ride by, you're like, those sons of yeah. bitches. Yep. It's too far. You know, unless you're just like in really good shape and you're going in once and staying and you don't have to move to hunt much. That's why I brought up how David and those guys hunted because they didn't have to, they didn't have to move much once they got there. Then okay, you can do that a little bit when you're young, but um, I don't know. I never, I, I never did 12 miles. I mean, most of the stuff I did that was like that was more like that two to three. 
Hmm. Gotcha. Well, we, the, the main reason we had you come <clears throat> up, well, you know, besides come up and see me, which I appreciate. Yeah, see yeah I haven't given you a big hug in a long time. So. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Woody in a long time. Yeah, which, which Woody are we talking about, dude? Top not, Woody or bottom? Not Woody? Tiny Tim. <laughs> Top Woody, bottom Woody, Woody Harrelson, or Woody from Toy Story? <laughs> the, the Woody Harrelson. <clears throat> to, we're trying to get you. You've been shooting. You know, you had a big controversy. You went from a seven mag to a two seven WS two seventy WSM, and now we're trying to convince you because of the way you hunt, or I'm trying to convince you the way you hunt, how you hunt. I guess not me. Now there's a whole group on Rockside yeah, trying dude, to. Yeah, there's a whole cult. You. Let's just call it the whole the cult. Let's cult just name it. That sounds like Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons. Yeah, cults. but you know, it, it's it feels cultish. It does. It does to me. <laughs> Jake, <all> right. yeah. <laughs> but Jake cannot lie he went he was you know you know he robbie knows i was bigger is always better jake when i first we first met bigger's better and then i kind of veered off and now jake has seen a what have you i can't talk for you what have you seen the last year <laughs> uh well we killed several animals this last year 2023 with uh 6.5 saw him improved with a suppressor so i was always uh, i don't want to say i was anti-suppressor but there were a lot if you were to put your pros and cons columns up the cons column is much larger uh, for a suppressor than the pros mm -hmm. but once you get out there and you shoot kill a few animals with a suppressor on especially around other people it's uh pretty awesome and why why just the noise reduction uh so spotting when, your shots I so mean, killing a couple mule deer with my family out you know between the four of us we're all going to a certain area we're all glassing talking you know that kind of thing and uh once a couple deer stepped out the communication was much easier not having to have earplugs in sure um yeah, so i would yeah. say most of all it would be communication not and, and one less thing to forget putting your earplugs in because mm -hmm. i've I've shot many times and blown my ears out just mm -hmm. like you have with a muzzle brake on. But, uh, and then hearing the shot hit the animal. So my boy shot a mule deer. I think it was about 400 yards by the time he shot him. He was rutting so hard. He's running all over the place. Right. And he, he shot and you just hear this. It just, it just sounded like it just hit, it hit him hard. Mm -hmm. And it was almost the sound where you like, oh, that was a good hit. Mm -hmm. So the good hit part, hearing the, hearing the bullet hit the animal and, uh, easy communication you can whisper back and forth and be slower and more collected mm -hmm. with your communication uh and not having to worry about ear protection it's all of these things together and i know you say you shoot you shoot without a muzzle brake or suppressor and that you don't need ear protection in but in reality for my one shot a year for your one shot a year but in reality you should have ear protection in for that one Absolutely. shot so most people are of the mind where you either have ear pro in or you don't. So you're either suppressed or you're not. Mm -hmm. So whether it's muzzle brake or non-muzzle brake, if you don't have a suppressor on, generally you have you have ear pro in. So, and then even some suppressors require ear pro. They just don't mute the sound as much as they should, or you have a really big cartridge, mm -hmm. things like that. But uh, that six five psalm improved was. Yeah. And for Pete, hey guys, you know I've been around guns my whole life. I'm 54 though. And so, you know, a lot of these calibers you guys are throwing out, I had to have Jake go grab a box for me and kind of throw these out. Mm -hmm. What for guys that maybe my age, um, or guys just haven't followed all the calibers, what's, what's a six, five song? I mean, to me, I'm looking at them like that don't look <coughs> much different than my 270 Winchester short. So you kind of just take the song. Actually, the, a question I want to ask you is when you decided to go from seven rem mag to a short Magnum. Mm -hmm. So consider seven song, six, five song, six UM, all of these are Remington short action ultra mags. That's what Psalm means. Short Psalm. action. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. And it went from a seven Psalm, and then a company called GA Precision took one, and they wanted to make a 6.5 version, so they called it the Gap 4S. 
Okay. Which kind of throws people all over the place. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a six five psalm. Mm-hmm. So when when you if you shoot, shoot us an email, and you're like, hey, I want to build a rifle and gap four S. Well, it's a six five psalm. Okay. Uh, and psalm is simply short action ultra mag, and you can you can kind of group a whole bunch of cartridges in that same area. So my question to you would have been, why didn't you choose seven psalm instead of two seventy WSM? And the reason would have been one of the main like if you were calling me to build a rifle today and you say, I'm Robbie Denning. This is my story. I had a mag. I I, I drop. I'm looking to do something a little smaller and you can literally just convert to a seven SOM and use the same bullets a little bit slower. Right. But you can always change barrel length to make up for horsepower, things like that. But Mm -hmm. uh, seven SOM would have been the better choice because of bullet choice and bullet Mm -hmm. availability over a two seventy. Anybody that calls and wants a two seventy anything nowadays, you kind of look at them like they're a little funny. Mm-hmm. because the bullet choices simply aren't there. It's like you, you want, you're trying to buy the electric car that has 5% of the hookups across the country mm-hmm. because what you want to try real hard to find somewhere to charge your car. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah, no, I can answer that. Um, so the way I'm, way I'm understanding this with the Psalm, that was Remington's answer to Winchester's short mags that they came out with in the early 2000s, 270, mm-hmm. 300. They did one more. What was it? Uh, well, first, it's not really. It wasn't really Remington. The re- Remington released the seven Arsom. Okay, and then from there, all the Wildcats, like six five Gap four S, may have a, a Sammy. I'm not sure if it's Sammy or not. I don't think it does. But six five. When you say six five Psalm, I don't believe that Sammy either. So kind of seven Psalm is the Sammy version okay. of that, and then everybody is necking down or necking up accordingly. But I think you're right. But I mean, when you made that decision or that choice to go to two seventy WSM, seven Psalm was out. How long? Not sure. Okay, because... Uh, Luke, would you throw up on the screen for us? When did 7R Psalm go to Wikipedia? Let's figure out when it came out. Because remember, man, just like this this uh, quasi-mullet I'm wearing, I'm from a different era. <laughs> and when the short mags came out with Winchester in the early 2000s, there was the internet. But come on, that isn't really where you got your information. Mm-hmm. You got your information from Outdoor Life, Sports Afield, Jim Zumbo. You so same at- time. How about jump on their uh, 300 WSM? So 2002 for the 7 Psalm. It was earlier. 2001. Mm-hmm. So again, so that was, yeah, you're right. Remington's okay. answer to Winchester short mag. There you go, buddy. And Getting so in the game. remember, information traveled slow in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So when the when the short mags came out, I wish I could remember the other one. There was a 300 Winchester short mag, 270 Winchester short mag. Well, there's a 7 WSM. There was a 7. That's but what it was. Seven, the funny thing about 7 is 7 is an entirely different shape of car. It's not, you couldn't neck down a 300 WSM to make 7 WSM. Mm-hmm. It's a different cartridge. Right. Yeah. And it, ne- and, 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 the, the, they never got a lot of traction. They did okay. The 300 Winchester short mag is still around. But the 270 was the only one that outperformed its parent cartridge. Right? Yeah. Everybody agree with me on that? Well, this is a whole nother, whole nother ball of wax when you talk about yeah. performance because you're only going to read what the OEM manufacturers But that's all we had you. in 2000, Jake. That's all we knew. Yeah. We opened Outdoor Life. And this guy said this, and that's what you dreamed This is funny, about. dude, because this is actually going into one of these papers right here from one of our, our readers wrote mm-hmm. a, a nice paragraph here talking about how does a new shooter compare cartridges and ballistics. And the first thing you got to say is, are you a hand loader or not? Mm-hmm. Because if you are a hand loader, that opens up the whole world of wildcatting yeah. and, and max yeah. performance. Right. But in your situation back then, you were not a wildcatter or a hand loader per se, maybe even a hand loader, but you only knew what the book told you. 
You only knew what the book told you. You didn't venture out. You didn't. You, yeah. you weren't able. To, I mean, unless you were just a geek. But if I was working, you know, mm-hmm. raising kids, I was doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm answering your question here. Yeah. 270 came on the scene, and I'm a deer hunter. All the elk hunters went with the 300 Winchester short. They could shoot a shoot a short action. They sold us all on the whole advantages of a short action, you know, oh, yeah. you, uh, less degree of a bolt throw, you know, all that other stuff. I'm always about speed. I mean, you know, we pay a lot for small differences, but that's mm-hmm. one thing I was thinking. But I'm thought I don't need that big punishing 300, and um, I really like that that 270. But back then I was shooting a 7 mm Remington Mag, and that was living in its glory days then too. All the riders of yesteryear had gone to that, you know, the big deer hunters, all that stuff. But I always got really interested in that. 270 because it outperformed all the parent cartridges mm-hmm. um you know you were shooting 32 3300 feet per second um over the previous 270 which was like you know 29 3000 maybe with 130 grain bullet so i just kind of zeroed in on that well you know money was a big deal back then i bought me a weatherby uh, Sult- uh super ultra big game master was what it was called back then it was just their ultra light rifle i'd gone with the seven mag remington and i didn't go i didn't go with the uh, winchester weatherby caliber because again it was overkill i was just a deer hunter but I just kept my eye on that 270, and 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 if if Winch, excuse me, if Weatherby, the reason I went with Weatherby was because I could get an eight pound rifle. I had been packing ten and a half pound rifles around the deer woods <laughs> for years, and that was when I was kind of learning that man still hunting a rifle in your hand, moving through likely country, it can be as effective as glassing when glassing's not working, when the deer are in the cover. Well, go pack a ten and a half pound rifle around in the woods ready to shoot you know on your I, I i jake i used to have a shell belt holder that i bought from army navy because it was big enough i could rest my hand on it and mm-hmm. i could hold my rifle like this because when you're still hunting you got to be ready you can't have your rifle slung in fact you almost need it to your shoulder you just can't walk around like that very long and so 10 and a half pound guns had to go it was putting my arm to sleep putting my shoulder to sleep and so as i went through that 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 change to, to to smaller rifles naturally i needed to go with smaller calibers and you know all that kind of stuff and short action um that was that what they sold us on you can have a lighter gun now and mm-hmm. you know we were just talking a few ounces from the factory guns back then right mm-hmm. you know they could you know really what are you going to shave off on a on a short C- couple ounces exactly, couple ounces reality you know yeah. but but again I, I paid attention to the caliber, but I didn't go with it because Weatherby didn't offer. They were offering the lightest Magnum rifle at the time in, in a factory production rifle. And none of this, all this other stuff you guys are doing now, that wasn't even on our radar back mm-hmm. then. You know, the, oh yeah, some dudes. Some, La, it, it was around, but it was like it was, black magic. It was, dude. And it was also for the very wealthy Lapua. Um, uh, I remember when those were coming out, man, you just saw those in the high-end magazines. Um, and and uh, excuse me, I said Lapua. Lazaroni. Everybody remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. The Lazaroni The cartridge. Warbird, the Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like just such a closed circle of people that could access that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I had to buy factory guns. You know, I had to kind of stick with that. I, I, you know, I couldn't get into the whole gun building thing, money, all that other stuff. So I went with that 7 Mag. But then from 2001 to 2013, that's when I killed the majority of my big bucks. Um that was that was when I kept cutting my face open. Mm. I was telling you guys about it when we were doing Instagram Live. Um, you get an eight pound rifle, and 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 the other thing back in the two thousand, everybody was shooting one hundred fifty grain bullets out of seven max because you could get over three thousand feet a second. That's mm. all we thought of the no rangefinders, Jake. Mm-hmm. No rangefinders. I mean, they were round, but you all you thought was flat trajectory. That was that was for snipers only. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for snipers only. Yeah. Well, and, and I remember getting that first Bushnell 400-yard rangefinder, and I thought, man, this changes everything. I don't need to just think about raw killing power anymore. Mm. And and even back then, brakes you didn't they weren't even really widely around either. Didn't know how bad I hated them. You know, I had only had to get around them a little bit. I thought, oh, I don't go go that route either. And so by the time I got 2013, I thought, man, I've, I'm, 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 I I I did have one wounding loss with a seven mag, but I kind of have to blame that on myself. I can't blame it on the caliber. It was a steep angle shot. It's in my second book. It's in the chapter called 200 or Bust for anybody that's got that book. Uh, that's the only buck I ever lost with a seven mag. But the, the recoil was punishing. I had been in the hospital twice because I'd cut my, my brow open twice. And plus, I'd smashed it multiple times, and I just didn't need stitches. And I just thought, you know, I'm shooting more than I need to shoot for deer. Okay? That was the other thing. Back prior to 2000, you had to have a rifle that does it all. Right? Mm-hmm. You probably remember those conversations, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You need the one, the one rifle that does all. Who, who thinks that way now? I mean, Ryan still does six UM six UM. Six, there we go. Yeah, that's part, part of why we're talking about this. So, anyways, as I as I as I as I realize, I don't need this much of a rifle, and I want to stay with lighter rifles. In fact, I wanted to go even lighter. And when Christensen Arms re- uh, released that summit tie, and I thought, man, I can scope a rifle with a good scope, a bigger scope, twenty twenty two ounce scope, and still be you know seven and seven eight to 712, which is really like, that's really nice for packing. I knew I had to go down in caliber. So to answer your question, Christensen's was building the 270 Winchester short. And in all that time, that was all I had ever thought about. That's why today I asked you, mm-hmm. what's a six sum? I don't really, I don't know, really know what mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. You know, back in my day, seven mag, 30 out six, 270, 300 win mag. Mm-hmm. That's about, I mean, that that was 90% of the conversation in big game hunters, yeah. you know? And so, so anyways, I just always thought if I could get to that two, get a rifle that, 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 that is in a, in, in a light package, 270s, Winchester shorts, all I need. I don't need to shoot a muzzle, muzzle break. And so that, that was why I went to it. Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know now, yeah, there were other choices out there, but dude, nobody was talking about seven Psalms back then. Nobody, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't even hear about them. I didn't hear about that stuff till, till rock slide was born. And that was still just a, a, an errant thread here and there, you know, like what's that, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that, that was my journey to it. That's I still think it's kind of similar. I mean, if you look at the majority of the population buying factory rifles and factory ammo versus custom rifles and custom ammo. You know, the percentages probably haven't, you know, it's swayed a little bit, but not nearly as much mm-hmm. as you might think. Yeah, probably not, because my world is tainted because I live on Rockslide. Yeah. So it seems like everybody's doing a build, yeah. right? But you're right. The That's average- why sometimes we're talking about stuff and you almost got to slow down a little bit because it's, it's kind of second nature for us now. And like when I think about cartridges, I don't think... 270 WSM or so I would think of just WSM mm-hmm. and you can neck it up or down to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The right. sky's the limit. Right. You can improve the shoulder. Uh, you can take a, a seven PRC, which is almost a mid length cartridge at this point and neck it down all the way to a six, six, five, mm-hmm. neck it up if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have these base parent cartridges or one singular parent cartridge and then you can go up and down right. six, five Creed, six Creed, 25 Creed, 22 Creed, take it up to a seven Creed if that's mm-hmm. what you want. They took it all the way to a 338, and they're calling that 86 Blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a Creedmoor based mm-hmm. cartridge, 86 Blackout. That's the new hotness. Yeah, and see that you just couldn't have those conversations mm. back then. The information traveled too slow. Yeah, I mean, here really the, the process, the, the easy, you could just say, 
I want this bullet for this reason, and I want it to go this fast out of the lightest, shortest barrel rifle that I can build. Mm -hmm. And you pick a horsepower and a cartridge that would match. You think some shit up like a 6UM. You draw it. You make a dummy round. You send it to a reamer manufacturer, and they make you the reamer. You have a piece of brass that's going to be necked down and blown out to fire form inside that chamber once you chamber the first mm -hmm. barrel. Mm -hmm. Now you have your brass. You have dies that match your brass and your reamer. And that's all you need. Once you have the dies and the chamber reamer, everything matched up properly, you can make any cartridge do anything that you want. Mm -hmm. And there's not this big discussion about like ballistics. These So many guys just use this term ballistics. Like how do I measure ballistics? Well, you can just change barrel length and make one cartridge into another. Mm -hmm. It's that fucking easy because mm -hmm. you're getting 25 feet per second per inch. So seven rim mag versus 270 WSM. Well, you simply could have cut four inches off your fucking barrel. Mm -hmm. And if that was a seven SOM, let's say, or a seven WSM, you'd achieve the same velocity just by cutting inches off your barrel. Mm -hmm. That's your, everything would be identical. Otherwise, if you think about the cartridge just as the horsepower, it's the size of your engine. Mm -hmm. And then match everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one cartridge could be the same as another, just with changing barrel length. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's interesting to be able to you know, have these conversations now. Mm. Or, but that's why I wanted to kind of share my history is back then you, you couldn't really do that. Yeah. yeah. You but know, you could have, you, you know, and you could have convinced the guy next to you, you could have took it taken your seven rim mag, cut four inches off the barrel and you can could have called it whatever you wanted. Yeah. And dude, <laughs> that would have been sacrilegious to cut a barrel off in 2000. You were adding length to your barrels. That's yeah. all everybody wanted to do. I remember my friend, Bill Kelly, an old cowboy from Wyoming, showed up to deer camp and he, his uh, scabbard on his uh, mule stuck out a foot in front of his mule. I'm like, dude, that thing, you don't have that hung right. He's like, oh, no, no, I got a 30-inch barrel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a 30-inch 30 30 barrel. And then, yeah. then it went through the muzzleloader world, too. Everybody, you know, uh, you know, more speed. And this is this was the hangover. I think a Quigley the, down under. Yes. Quigley yep. down under that with big the big fucking yep. barrel gun. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But we all we all had this hangover from from the years of no rangefinders. Mm. We couldn't judge distance beyond two or three hundred yards, not accurately. And and that's why all the shots were three hundred and then, you know, mm. you heard about the random if kill him at five fifty. How do you even know it was five fifty, mm -hmm. dude? I mean, Ryan, you were talking about you've gone around to some of these places, you've lived in this valley your whole life and ranged places that you were shooting back yeah. in the day that you thought, oh, that's probably a 400 yard shot. And what were you saying? 800, 900? Every, we underestimated everything. Underestimate. Yeah. yeah. Because it's too hard to judge. And so anyways, Jake, I came from a world where faster, flatter, it didn't matter. That's, that's what you're going after. So like no, the dude, weather, we the never. weather, that's where the weather cartridges came weather in. Weatherby, the Lazzaroni stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely it. And the thing that's that's not only the laser rangefinder, which is probably the biggest improvement in my lifetime, it's yes. also repeatable scopes, dialing scopes. Sure, sure. For going to shorter barrels, because it's just one or two more clicks, and you're there. Any either way. Yeah, but we wouldn't be doing any of that if it wasn't for laser oh, rangefinders. People always say, "What's these game changers?" The rangefinding, the rangefinding, the rangefinding you know, handheld rangefinder is by far the biggest improvement that in my lifetime. Is that is the total definition of a game changer? And, mm. it, and the thing is, it changed the game, and we didn't even know it for a while. You know, that's why. You know, I'm sharing this stuff with you, and I'm yeah. like, "Hey, seriously, what's a six psalm?" I mean, I kind of knew what it was, mm -hmm. but there was a there was a time I'm like, "What? What are they talking about? These were just all the wildcats. We didn't pay attention to them. If they weren't in the spear manual, we didn't pay attention to them." Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing too. And even though I didn't do this, 
everybody, you still hear it. Oh, I need to be able to buy that box of shells at the gas station, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where everybody was coming from. Where now they're having shot we, a bullet in we 20 still, years I could buy in a gas station. We you know? still hear that. We yeah. still hear it, though. Yeah, I want to be able to go to Africa and buy some off-the-shelf ammo and still shoot the rifle. Yeah. But, we still hear it. Yeah, And I'm sure it's out there, but it's not It's not the crowd we all run with, right? No. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're squeezing every inch out of it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about this because, mm-hmm. you know, when we started Rockslide, you know, this dude over here, he's shooting a 14-pound gun, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's launching 300-grain bullets. Uh, what was your caliber? 338? 338. Lapua. Turbinator. Lapua at a 338-plus uh, P edge. The, yeah, the yeah. P edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just that was the direction we were going. And that's what I mean. That was kind of a hangover from no rangefinders. A little bit. If you really, if you think about yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, how far did you kill your moose at, Ryan? I don't know if we tell people that anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a long story. Yeah, 1775. 1775. Okay. The longest confirmed shot I know of on Rockslide witnessed by someone else on a big game animal. And it was a one shot kill, right? One shot. Yeah, gotcha. And well, so, I had a cider, to be honest. You had a cider, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you guys shot the stump that was yeah. further down the logging road. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you didn't walk him in there and hit him. No. But, uh, but, but what I'm getting at is that was what all our minds were wrapped around then. And so then all of a sudden in 2019, here's this thread on rock slide of 223 for elk, deer, and bear. And I'm thinking, oh, here's another troll, you know, starting a fight on rock slide. Here we go. And 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 by the time I really got into it and read it, I was like, it's too big to read. It was like trying to sit down and read the encyclopedia. Um, of course, you know, but I'm talking to Ryan once a week and everything, and his guns are getting smaller. And and then Jim Carr, I'm good friends with Jim Carr. He's worked for me for, worked for me for 15 years in my outfitting business. Um, uh, and and you know, just seeing what his daughters were doing with little calibers, it got my attention. Mm-hmm. It was it was like wow. So that's why the whole 270 thing, Jake. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have jumped to a caliber and, and missed missed out on some of the other ones that were out there, I would never argue with you that that I picked the best caliber, but it did everything I ever needed it to do. And I remember that first year when I put that little Viper on it, Ryan, and Ryan was the one that recommended hash marks to me. It's like, hey, dude, if you don't want to dial on all that stuff, you know, Ryan knows how busy I am. You don't have time to go learn all that stuff. Didn't really have a mentor. He said, just, just put some hash marks on there. He goes, it'll make you feel better to three or 400 yards. Mm. And then um, uh, that first year, I, I, I shot that buck at 450, longest I had ever shot a buck at. I wouldn't even have considered it before the year before with a seven mag. And, uh, but because we were shooting one to eight power scopes, no uh, no hash marks, no dials, no nothing. I mean, you know, you told yourself you could shoot four or 500, but you mm-hmm. didn't. You still tried to get into 300 and, and put them down. And and then when I shot that that year, I remember, Ryan, because that was when that whole article came out that I wrote that was, you know, goodbye, goodbye 7mm Remington Magnum, hello 270 Winchester short. Man, it's got a lot of guys, got a lot of your panties in a knot oh it got it got kind of violent for a little bit you're a dumbass why would you do that you ballistic that's a ballistic turd yeah yeah Uh, although the shoot to hunt guys still tell me it's a ballistic turd mm. but it did everything i needed to do during that time but i'm trying to be modern and so when ryan's saying hey man look at what this bull i got with my 6um i'm like really the bull his burger bullet of choice is literally the classic hunter (laughs) i was just right i wrote that that's like four revisions ago when I wrote classic. it down today to do this comparison, I was thinking, I was thinking of Elmer Fudd popping out, popping out of the woods with his orange and his tall yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic hunter. Classic hey, hunter. Here I am, hey. man. You guys, you. Hey, guys but again, go argue. go back to what you're saying though. If you know, if it's been working for twenty fucking years, who who has anybody else to argue with you about your system? That's what. So we've had several topics that have come up lately that kind of hit this thing where you know, 
if it's been working for me, I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a beginner hunter. Mm-hmm. Very not. If it's been working for five years, and every time I pointed at an animal, it killed the animal. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you can always improve your game, but if it's working, don't tell me we should probably do it this other way. Right. You know, I mean, if it's right. fucking, if it, I would tell you, just like a guy will call and should I plus P my rifle? Is your rifle shooting well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then don't do anything to it. Yeah. Is it killing everything? Don't you clean it, out? it. Don't unbolt. Don't take it apart. Don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You just, you, when it shoots, you keep it shooting and you put it away to kill stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you know what? There was a time when I was raising kids and, you know, living paycheck to paycheck that that was, that was what I needed to do. But now we, you know, Work on rock no, slide. I, I read the threads. It sounds like fun. People like, like I told Jim when I handed him that six five psalm. I said it's fucking load devd. I said I know how you are. No touchy. Yes. I said load. Let Jake load the bullets for you. He did you, good too. We just loaded them. Fucking shoot things, and that's what he did this whole year. And he goes, "That's what I'm gonna do next year." Too. <laughs> Right, right, yeah, yeah, because where because where he's at doesn't have a lot of time to tweak. But well, we like to tinker, yeah, do like to tinker, yep. And that's what this is all about is tinker, mm-hmm. you know. That well, I want to tinker. I want to tinker. Ro- with you, you know? Robbie, he can't just stay at status quo. He's a part owner of Rockside. He has got to fucking move up and move on. He must tinker. There you go, and that yeah. and that's why when Ryan was telling me about this, I thought, well, it, 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 and not just not tinker to just to tinker, but Ryan convinced me of some advantages to really think of, and. My whole life, when you pull the trigger, you lose your sight picture. That's mm. just what you do. And um, I realize a break could mitigate that, but I don't like breaks. Most outfitters don't. Jake, you just laid out a case of, you know, you got to have your plugs. And then the other thing, I never thought about that, you know, because I hunt alone a lot. But yeah, when you're trying to communicate with other shooters and everything, you can't be screwing around mm-hmm. with your, you know, earplugs and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's a time waster. I talked about this on our Instagram live, big bucks, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times it's speed is what kills him. And I don't mean velocity. I mean, get your crap together and get him killed because he's going to leave. He, you can't fart around. You can't, you can't screw around. I've lost too many that way. I've watched too many lose too many that that way, just taking too much time. And so this might sound dumb, but earplugs take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Dialing the little bit I've been around it, to me, took time. You know, guys were getting up their app and get their little wind meter and they're building their bag and everything. That's all cool for that style of hunting. But in my world, I'm like, dude, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. This is 300 yards. You don't need to do all that. Mm-hmm. Don't lay down, you know, whatever. Yeah. But your binoculars do it now. <clears throat> right but, inside your binoculars tell you because you have the same ones I have. Right. You have the TA. It's but I'm embarrassed to say, Ryan, I've never even turned those functions it, on. But it's an <laughs> easy turn. It is. It's easy. And another thing I've learned about, because I'm like you, I do things a lot hunting-wise alone. Mm-hmm. Why I like a suppressor for another reason outside with being with people and not having to get, oh, are you everybody ready? You're all yeah. ready? Yep. But when I shoot animals, I can hear, like he talked about, you hear that whack. Yeah. And, you're, and you don't notice that until you have that suppressor. And you're like, oh, oh, I hit him. Yeah. Yes, hit him. it sounds right. good. It yeah. sounds like you just punched yeah. him right in the face. And I've heard it twice now solo. And I was like, I lost it because one was offhand and one was on a knee. And I was like, oh, I hit him good. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't see the hit because I was in a bad situation where I pulled the trigger. And I was like, oh, he's hit. And I would have never heard that with a break or a non, you know, non-suppressed rifle. Right. And I, I'm about 50% on hearing the hit. When I shot that cow elk this year, I heard it. And that's mm-hmm. why I quit shooting. I don't know if you listen to that podcast or not, but I quit shooting and then tried to help the boys because uh-huh. I heard that hit. But. You don't hear it hit every time. Sometimes the just the right. noise of the rifle. You don't. Hear what it. was funny is this year with forums shooting, because I was at a distance, so I heard boom, and then 
whack, boom, whack. And then there was one I didn't hear. So I was like, huh, he was, he's hitting it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And so I, I never even thought about that, Jake, um, um, as, as one of the other advantages because, but the, but the other, the other advantage I was thinking of was getting my sight picture. Like, like, to, yeah, that would be cool. There's been bucks I've shot at and then I don't get another shot cause I'm, you know, trying to get the back in the scope, trying to find them and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that one really stuck out to me when you guys were talking and about another it. thing that's changed for me is when I would be solo, I'd be like, I gotta have to, I have to video this. Mm-hmm. because I want to know where I hit him. If I was shooting past five or 600 yards mm-hmm. to where now with, and it's going to even get better with the rock stock, these lighter rifles. When I shot that bull in Wyoming, I wa- I mean, I didn't even, the, the reticle, the, the center of the bulls, I barely even, of the reticle, barely even came out of the elk, let alone yeah, that, moving the sight picture. To me, that is so powerful because, you know, I think back to the days of shooting ground squirrels and everything. And, you know, that's just what you did with 22s, with, you know, just 22 long rifle. That was what made you deadly, you know, is you, 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 you squeeze it off and you watch. Oh, I was an inch right. Boom, right on him. Boom, I got him, you know. Um, and, and you know, when but when you're shooting Magnum rifles, I don't care if it's a 270 Winchester short or 300. You, you don't even thinking about that stuff. You know, you're just, you don't get a C. And and so that was something when Ryan was talking about that. I thought, you know, that that's a pretty big deal, being able to spot your shots. And, and I had known that before, but I thought, I don't want to get a break so I can spot my shots. You know, so there, there was two reasons right there mm-hmm. that I really started considering it. And then just with what you said today, the whole thing with, with earplugs is you're not communicating with your other hunters as well. I, I didn't really even think it, about that. It literally saved me and Tanya from getting divorces fighting because she, <laughs> she doesn't want any hearing loss. So she's double uh-huh. plugged sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that has literally changed the way that we communicate, especially bear hunting because bear hunting is pretty close quarters on bait on some of them. And we she would be like, what, mm-hmm. what? Yep. What? And I'd be like, God you dang it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I want to run through a real quick comparison of the two guns for you. Okay. I had three, but we're kind of guessing so far on the 22M because we don't actually know what the actual velocity will be. But let's just go 24 inch barrel, 270 WSM. It has 19.5 foot pounds of recoil. Sounds about right. It says you're shooting 3250 with the classic 140 Hunter, yep. Burger Hunter. Loaded by Jake. Classic. Classic. Hey, dude, I am classic. <laughs> remember, I am classic. Like the Marlboro man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just did it out to 600 yards at 600 yards to 270 at 3250. Cause that's what you said. It was 3249 close enough. It dropped 54.4 inches. This is a hundred yard zero 54.4 inches. I have it in mils, but it's, that's 2.5 mils. You'd have to dial up to 600, a wind, a 10 mile an hour wind from nine o'clock is, is uh 20.3 inches of drift. Okay. At so 600 yards. 20 inches. 0.9. So you're going up nine tenths of a mil. Mm-hmm. Compare that. These are 24 inch barrels comparison. Yep. That's what that's I That's what you have right now. The 6UM, I'm going off of Kurt's 6UM. His is 24. And I actually downgrade it because his is shooting a little faster, but I think his is a little bit of anomaly. So a 6UM 24 inch barrel is 16. It's actually 15.9 foot pounds of recoil. Okay. So right I'm about dropping a s- three, a full three pounds of, of four, almost four, almost, almost four, four, almost yeah, four, four pounds yeah, of recoil four, okay. at 600 yards. The drop in inches is 44.6. So 10 inches, a drop so, difference. Uh, so 10 inches flatter. Yep. 2.1 mils would be the holdover over the dial up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The wind drift is 15.5 inches. So I'm almost five, five inches. inches, even at the same velocity. And that's because no, no, the velocity is 3450. Okay, because he, he picks up another 200 feet of, of velocity, mm-hmm. and, and, and his, my BC is 540. 
on those classic mm-hmm. times. So you're talking the difference between a clear miss or a gut shot or a hit mm-hmm. with that five inches of drift. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. up, up to, you know, worst case scenario. And I just happen to know being an outfitter in my former life that it doesn't matter what you hit them with in the guts. You still hit them in the guts. Yes. It's not a good thing. It doesn't matter no. how, how much bigger it's it like is. It's like a big-ass yeah. salad. It's yeah. just hard to You're get through. You're going to have a mess either way. So Okay, so five inches of, of less of wind drift. Mm-hmm. And and hit me on that drop again. Don't give me the mills. Just tell me the inches. The drop the difference between the, WS, the 270 WSM is 54.5 inches. Okay. The drop on the 6UM with a 115 DTAC is 44.5 inches. Oh. So, so ten, man, ten inches, ten plus inches. But it's it, that was four clicks on your turret, though. It was four right. tenths of a mil difference. And if you do dial in at two hundred and you sight in, you continue to do that, it'd be even be less of a dial up. So you would be holding hair way out there, shooting flatter. Yeah. Okay, and, I, and we're get we did we talked about it on the Instagram before we went on here, but I don't think we talked about it on here. I shoot hash marks, so my hash marks and my Swarovski. We we, we looked it up, Jake Z six. Three to eighteen. Yep, yep. Um, I'm only shooting hash marks because I want, I want to do everything in the scope. I don't want to dial. Okay, you guys haven't you haven't won me over that yet. And I want to shoot everything six hundred in. Um, so my hash marks right now, Ryan, in my two seventy, they're pretty sweet the way it came out. My center is two hundred. Next one down is three hundred. Next one down is four hundred. Next one down is five hundred. Next one down is six hundred. Mm. I got to get into the like the seven hundred range before it starts getting weird, like seven forty, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so, to me, this whole thing about shooting big bucks fast. Once I range them, that's all I got to do is look in my scope, and I can go all the way to six hundred yards and never touch a dial, never nothing. Mm. And 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 with what Ryan just said, that's saving me. 10 inches. I mean, I, you, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it would do to the hash marks. You have to go shoot them in and see. I mean, you can you can run it through the ballistic calculator, but you need to go shoot okay. them in and see. Your Look, process. Real quick, I changed it to 200 yards zero for okay. the 6UM. At 300 yards, you're at 0.3 mil right. of a mil. Okay. At 400 yards, you're 0.8 of a mil. And 500 yards, you are 1.3 mils. Yeah, and I don't know how that su- You wouldn't even use all your subtensions. You wouldn't. No, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that now because there's a whole bunch of subtensions mm-hmm. in the bottom of my gun right now. I don't use like two of them. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something? Well, I'm thinking through your idea of being fast. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, that during the time that you were hunting, you found the fastest method. Mm-hmm. Not nearly the most precise method, right. you would have to agree. Right. Yep. yep. Um, I gave up some precision. <clears throat> So two things uh, you could not only improve your your available distance, but your precision at any of those distances in between. If you have a range finding binocular with ballistics built in, so currently you are looking through your binoculars, you see a deer, you drop your binos, you pull out your range finder. Those are the same thing as binos, in case you're wondering. The binos. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, we've been in here for a couple hours. I, I don't need a bino. Anyways, go ahead. Pretty much it. You pull your range finder up to your face. You're ranging an animal. And then you put it down and you get into your rifle. Yep. Correct? That's what I do now. Three steps. Yep. Never have to think. Just, Currently, just look in the never rifle. have to think. This yep. is also I don't even a, look at a dope card. This will also be a never have to think, but extremely more precise and allowing you to shoot at any distance you felt comfortable shooting. Because of that, what Hang you on. just so, said with so the trajectory. Three steps. Okay. Your first step, you're already looking through your binos at your animal. Mm -hmm. You click a button on the top that ranges it for you. Mm -hmm. You don't even care what the range is because in the other corner, Mm -hmm. it tells you what to dial. Mm -hmm. Now, dialing a turret is is not a difficult thing to do. It doesn't matter if it's MOA or mill. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell you what to do. 
So first step, you see the animal, you click your button, it ranges it, gives you a dial that's accurate for the current weather that you're in. Mm -hmm. Just put it that way. It doesn't matter what the elevation, barometric pressure, temperature, humidity, nothing matters. It's already taken all that into account and given you a precise dial. Mm -hmm. You look down at your rifle. You could already be in your rifle. You look up, you adjust your dial according to what the binoculars told you to do. Mm -hmm. That's step two. Step three, you fire. I see an extra step in there. I had to touch my gun again. You never touched your gun in the first place. I had to reach up, touch that dial. There's three steps, though. You went from binos to rangefinder to rifle. Right. But now, now you're going from binos to turret to rifle. Still three steps. Okay. So on the first, the first one, I go from, I go. In my mind, it's two steps. If we were, if we, so it's binos, rangefinder, rifle. That's your steps right now. You got to see an animal to shoot it. You got to range it to shoot it, and then you get in your rifle. Okay, and that's where that's there's, where uh, I'm thinking of that. Uh, the, the, no the, different. The binos, the binos, binos, and binos. Don't, don't fucking start saying <laughs> that because then, then we all the sound same. like Jake. Look, there's even a, there's right, even a step you don't have you. to do. You can go to two steps for 99 percent of your hunting. You dial it to half of a mil, and you're out good to 500 yards. I like that. Well, that works already. That works already. We're, we're right. talking about. But I have to touch a dial. Okay, when you first start, you had to touch a rangefinder. What's the difference? I have to touch rangefinder either way. I can't leave that step. You out. don't. You're oh, already in the binoculars. Saying. I see what he's saying. That You're already in the binoculars, staring at your deer. Right. There's no I, extra step yeah, for going click. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's why I think of that as one step. That's why when you were saying that, I'm like, wait a minute, that's just one step to me. Looking it through, is. looking through the binos. And um, you're going to look through the binos one way or another. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter, right? So if you're already in the binos, why mm -hmm. not combine a tool? But for your change of your three steps. Mm-hmm. You are going to be infinitely more precise in your shot placement, which if you happen to have a slightly bad shot with your hash method, which you're rounding up or down, mm -hmm. making sure you had to be at full magnification, all that good shit, you take that away too. Mm -hmm. So that's one less variable because it wouldn't matter what magnification you are because you're dialing. But you and I are arguing the point. You're saying it's taken no longer to dial than, than the way I'm doing it. With now. this tool setup I'm giving you. Now, this is the most advanced tool setup that you could currently use. Now, again, looking back at to your previous design, in that time, it was as fast as you could be, mm -hmm. but not precise. Now you could be fast and precise for the same amount of steps. So if you could be a more, that's why I asked you earlier, if I told you there was a bullet that killed better, would you not use it? No, I'd use it. So if I told you there is a way to use the same amount of steps in the same amount of time, but be infinitely more precise and a better killer, why wouldn't you do it? And you, you got yeah. me on that one. And technically, without, if, you went, without if you went to a first focal plane scope, you'd never have to touch your scope. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right. We talked about that on the Instagram live. And, and, and again, I've only looked through a couple of them, but mm. I didn't like them. But, you know, maybe that's just some getting used to them. And, you know, one that, that just come one just come out. We're looking forward to looking through is the Leica. Like, I don't remember the fucking name. It's Leica AB plus. Yeah, they just have AB in it now. So now you got the best ballistic calculator out there. AB plus inside a pair of Leicas. Mm -hmm. and that's the new hotness just come out. It's that shot show right Gosh, now. Is Idaho yeah. going to let us do that? It's in, oh, the, yeah. it's in binoculars. It's in the binoculars. binoculars. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant yeah. rifle scope. Yeah. Um, so, the, and then the other thing, mm. just to, just as a qualifier, I still don't see any reason to go heavier than eight pounds on a gun. Jack O'Connor laid that be out there. like 50 years ago, and I'm still <clears> like, he's right. You know, that's about the, the sweet spot. Now, I'm okay to go lighter, but, you know, I've always been careful about that, too. If you didn't use a suppressor, you would be sub eight pounds. Right. But I probably would use a suppressor. Now, this is the thing. Um, how hard is it to get a suppressor? Because I hear different things on there. Well, you live right here in Idaho, don't hey, you? 
But Robbie has a police record, believe it or not, from from my wild days of being in my teens. And every time I go to buy a handgun, I gotta wait and wait, and it you know they'll they'll delay me a week or two, even a rifle. Even as long as they say yes in the end, they'll uh-huh. say yes the other way. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It does take. So this is what I've heard from people that have records, and if it's a felony record, they'll no, pick not, not felony. Then it's not felony. they it's you'll be fine because gotcha. what they got to do is they'll pick you up and they type in your name and they see all these people that are either have a problem or you had an issue. They'll put it down and come back to when they have more time instead of just stamping you approved. Yeah, that from what I hear, that does happen. Yeah. But you know what? You're already waiting. You could be waiting right now with yeah, one in jail. Totally, to- totally. Yeah, no, no. And I, I know now people are going, like, what did he do? What did he do? Uh, just, just put it this way. When I was in college, I got in a lot of fights and a lot of cops showed up and I didn't treat a cop properly. And I learned that day, you treat the cop properly. You, you say, yes, sir. Where do you want me to stand? How long do you want so, me to stand here? You don't walk away from cops. You don't anything. So anyways, different podcasts. So you were also in Fight Club, huh? Oh, I was in Fight Club, yeah. Was, What's I, the first rule of Fight Club? We don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, so so I always get delayed on that, too. Every time I buy a gun, I, I get delayed. And uh, so I always wondered that, too, like on getting a suppressor. Because, you know, that's the stuff you see on Rock Slide. Oh, I don't want to wait, you know, stuff like that. But no, Ryan, I probably would shoot a suppressor. This has been this has been an interesting conversation to look at, like, the 20 years ago ideals. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, because you could never, you would never think about killing a bull elk at 800 yards with a six mil bullet because it was all about flatter and faster. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, you needed to have a bigger bullet just in case because you guys were ready. Now you can be so precise with basically mathematical math, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just mathematical precision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The bullet has a fucking form factor that is compared to, it comes out at a certain velocity, it, the air is only so thick. Mm-hmm. And you put all those things together and it tells you with crazy accuracy where that fucking bullet's going to go. And yep. that's, it's and incredible. The, and this other thing too, Jake, that, that, that you guys just assume, well, especially you, maybe not you, Ryan, because you're, you're older, as we thought a Remington Corlock was cutting edge technology. Mm. And when the Nosler partition came out, oh my goodness, mm. man, we're going to the moon now. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, with, with, with shooting these, these elk with these smaller bullets... You couldn't do that 20 years ago because no. you didn't have the bullet performance that you have now. And hence yeah. the 243 story that I it's, told it's, you. It's still it's still it's still not completely respected either. No. The idea of killing an elk at long range, we'll consider it long range past 600. Like you mm-hmm. said, killing elk at long range with a six mil bullet has caused some ruffles with it with has. people. Very already, much. Right? We have right? one next door that just can't fathom it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I would I would say that for myself, I just killed my bull last year with a 6.5, so I'm improved. So mm-hmm. when we talk about maybe bringing you down, maybe he doesn't have to go all the way. There's a step in between. Right. 6.5, oh, like so I'm improved, 20-inch barrel, mm-hmm. shooting a 156 at 30.50. Suppressed, yeah. and I can Suppressed. spot my shots, I'd yes. and I don't need. I'd shoot yes. a 147. Or a 147, yeah. but they're both. But see, now I'm going up in weight. You are. You're getting more recoil, but you're getting le- far less recoil than what you're shooting now. It's suppressor. less powder. Yeah. So, so really, what we've narrowed this down to is that if I don't want to mess with suppressed, then mm-hmm. I just go smaller. Go with the 77 grain, 88 grain. Uh, we're going to get. Well, now you're back in the 22s. We're staying sixes right? or sevens, or get to the 108s. Sixes or six fives or the 108s. Yeah, right? that's six okay. mil. Right around six in mil. there. I'm still spotting my shots. Right. Oh yeah. The thing is, you're not. He's not going to hunt elk. So, like the six millimeter is. Built it is. for that dude. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that I still think after watching Jim's daughters with the 108s, there's no doubt in my mind underground that a 108 can't handle it. But you you rarely shoot elk and they're very not very far distance anyways when you do yeah, kill the well, elk. I've killed two the last couple of years because I started shooting cow elk, so I didn't have to worry about bucks for meat. 
And um, uh, the one I killed this year, uh, I think the first shot was about 100. Mm-hmm. Second shot was 200. And then last year, 220, 230, something like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. no problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I will shoot elk because I really do want one. I'll, but he doesn't I'll like a break. Cows. So a six mil even looks better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, so, that's, so that's what this is coming down to for me, that if I don't want to mess with the suppressor, I wanted to do something right now. I, I would head head into that that six mil category, mm-hmm. eighty eight grains to one hundred eight somewhere. No, there, it's one, basically it's one hundred eight or one fifteen. One hundred eight, one fifteen. You right could shoot a one hundred three if you really wanted still to. Still spot my shots. The only thing is, is um, well, I wouldn't be shooting a suppressor. So, and, and Jake, we talked about hearing the, uh, a minute ago, and you brought some up, which, which I thought was good because when guys say, "Well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about my hearing because I only shoot." When I hunt, I shoot one shot, two shots, not a big deal. We had that big article on Rockslide that that hearing doctor wrote last year, and mm-hmm. he said, one shot will do it. It one, will. And, and pay attention when you shoot. And you may lose just one frequency or a little exactly. section of frequencies, but you lose a little bit. Yeah, you And those do. little bits add up with your they hearing. Do, and hearing yeah. is like, oh, I was 100% when I was born. Mm-hmm. And then you start losing these little fucking chunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the buzz you hear. And you, you know, it's, it's yeah. that frequency. You lose that shit. Yeah. And, and I think my hearing's perfect, but my wife talks so quietly these days that I keep getting in trouble that I'm losing my hearing, if you know what I mean. Yes. And it's probably all those one or two shots of uh, hunting season. Because, yeah. you know, I go to the range. I'm all you know i i take care of my ears my ears are, mm-hmm. are part of my asset but maybe, anyways, maybe your ears you know, are perfectly trained to tune her out that could be i've told her that i said <laughs> selective hearing selective, selective. Said, it, 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 it makes yes. our marriage better and it, it loss is not equal like if you're shooting your left ear is taking the brunt of that yes, that shot so i noticed from the being in the military that my left ear is far worse than my right ear in hearing Gotcha. So the smart thing would be go with the suppressor, and then I could go with a little bit bigger caliber too. I could mm-hmm. go with the one hundred eight, one fifteen range, right around in there. Or even you can go forty seven, six like five, said. even. But I, I think for you being ninety nine percent deer, six millimeter one hundred eight is hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm liking it. And uh, and so if we if we if we built one of these guns, Jake, what would it look like? Like you know, I don't want to miss the rock stock thing. You know, I mean, this all this oh. all sounds great. Oh yeah. <laughs> You, you could go Tika to keep it down. Yeah, you Tika, get a. Okay. You can get a. There's one right there, a light and Tika even. Tika, okay. So yes. we have a we have a program now to lighten up the body on the Tika action and 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 flute the bolt. Uh, you can do a fluted steel barrel up front there. This is actually that's a number five contour on there, and this is a number four contour. Mm-hmm. Now this is what's going to go on my six five seven PRC improved. Okay, but it'll be a twenty inch barrel, so that's kind of what it'll be cut down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but you can do a rock stock, Tika action, similar barrel set up here. And, man, he could be. You could even go sporter if you wanted, even lighter. Go a little bit lighter than that if you wanted. Well, and I'm glad you bring that up, Ryan, because, like, I used to think the lighter the better. Like, every year I'm going to get a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. And then that time you came deer hunting with me and mm-hmm. we had to track that buck. Oh, thank you. Gosh, that probably just totally changed my sound. I didn't yeah, that's all right. Well, if, if Luke would I'll normalize shit like he's supposed to, it's not a big deal. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey Luke. <laughs> normalize it you know, what, you know what i mean this is an inside joke but anyways remember ryan you grabbed my rifle because you could see the buck and i couldn't see him yeah and you know this is in your days of shooting heavy guns and everything mm-hmm. and 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 you missed and you were like whoa dude that gun is way too light to hold steady oh that was the first time i started thinking about that. Like holding a feather it's hard to hold a feather still yeah man. you know mm-hmm. and i knew that but i until you you you, you did that and then yeah. i really started to pay attention to the range and, and jake this was the other reason i ever never went down the long range thing is you 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 like a seven and a half pound gun on a sandbag and you can you can see it move mm. you, you know and, and i never thought because when you're shooting three or four hundred yards you don't you don't care mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal 
you know. Um, but but that that made a big difference too. So, anyways, I'm 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 not done with a light gun, but I don't need to go to a six pound gun. If you see you know? a deer at three or four hundred, are you trying to lay down? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a far enough shot. I don't want to do it off my knees unless it's like this is the the farthest I've ever killed a deer off my knees was 400 yards, Jake, and and I and I had I shot about four times before I hit him, mm-hmm. but I couldn't I couldn't get down because of the steepness of the hill. You know how it is when the hill you're laying on is is down, mm-hmm. and then they're across, oh, and yeah. if you get down, you're down. You just can't get up. So I had to sit on my knees, and uh, that was stressful. That buck almost got away. Um, uh, but so but no, I'm almost way. always trying to to lay down if I can jake but jake i don't have a bipod i don't have any of that stuff on my guns um because it's too cumbersome for a scabbard on a horse you just said you can't get it done there but right we've started carrying those double pulls uh in that four ounce Mm -hmm. bag in Mm -hmm. there this is your rear bag yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um this covers that situation you just brought up gotcha on that heel look at the rival Yep. Yeah. Where you can, you can have, you can be on the downhill slope mm-hmm. and be shooting level or up on the other slope. Yep. But Jake, again, just remember, man, this is the world I'm coming from. I look at that bipod mm. and dude, that is not going to go in a horse scabbard. Mm. I got to take that thing off. Every mm-hmm. time I walk up to the horse, I may get it on and off a horse on a, on a, on a day. 15 times mm. and, and go for a little hike. So, so I think about that stuff. And mm. that's why I said, man, I'm a simple man. What about a, a Spartan simpler, with a little, you know, it doesn't fuss off everything, but you can take it on and off real quick. I bought one two years ago and I've never put it on. <laughs> but is some of it like, don't take this wrong, but like you're oh, no, stubborn okay. and stuck in yeah, your fucking sure, ways and sure, won't do it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. if you're on a horse with a scabbard, I don't see there's a good solution other than you no. don't put the rifle on a scabbard. Uh, maybe it goes on a, uh, strap and it goes over your back or oh, dude go right down a different. trail with your rifle crisscrossed across your yeah, back and yeah. you're just tearing it off yeah. i mean it's i mean <laughs> these are tried <laughs> and true reasons of of why i, I mean i'm not saying i'm not stubborn that. ryan but no, i'm no. just saying these mm. are the things that you think about these mm. are the things that are like yeah that that's going to make a difference and that's why i don't have a bipod mm. and in 30 years of hunting bucks Jake, I can say no buck has got away because I didn't have a bipod. Mm-hmm. Usually bucks get away because I'm not ready when I see them. No. That's, I mean, on average, I've had one wounding a lot. Now I've missed bucks. I have yeah. totally, and and that could, this could solve that. Mm-hmm. But I've never been like, like, man, if I was a long range shooter or if I had this or I had that, I would be getting more. That's mm. why I've kept it simple. What? But all these things about the smaller calibers and the lighter recoiling rifles and all of that, that's why I'm interested in that because there's some serious advantages there. Mm. You just named one of them. Whether I dialed or not, I'm shooting a more precise rifle. Oh, yeah. Ryan just laid it out. There's more precision there. 10 inches less of drop in 500 what yards. You, what well, that's you, a game changer. What do you use to shoot when you can't get on the ground? Like what is like if you have to shoot kneeling or sitting, what sitting? My pack. I have a day pack on day every pack time i've been around we bucks. have we have a shoot to hunt university that you need to come to sir mm. i thought you guys had half-ass hunt university which no, i love the name of that that's like half-ass hunting academy is like an event okay gotcha their shoot to hunt university has a variety of different shooting mm-hmm. schools and other types yeah. of classes yeah I, I i am way behind the times on that that's forum forum yeah. teaches that yeah forum yeah. teaches the school yeah oh. yeah that just to be able to get if, if there's any any skill set that well, was really good for, I think, all hunting. I mean, remember, mm-hmm. I'm talking about bucks, but I mean all hunting. Speed is deadly when you're hunting. Yes. The faster you can get ready, the better, right? Isn't that yes. the biggest challenge with hunting with a new hunter, Ryan? Yes. Is getting them ready. Everybody thinks they're faster than they are. Uh, 
Exactly. Yeah. And and even I'm not fast. So any that's why yeah. anything that slows me down, Jake, I go, oh, mm. hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I got to touch my scope. You know, that's, I'm always yeah. going to throw that out first. Now, again. But no. you didn't have to touch the rangefinder. <laughs> but You're right. But there's no I've but. still got three the, I've still got the rangefinder in my hand. You don't. Be, be, oh, I'm going to look at the buck. I'm going to look at every buck through my binoculars. Almost oh, yeah. every. That, oh, yeah. And so it's still in my hand. That's why I keep counting that as well, one whether, step. Whether you had a rangefinder built into your binos or not, where are your binos going to be? My I on your only face. will hunt with a with with rangefinding binoculars. I will not hunt with a separate rangefinder. Never have. Never have. Oh, you're already using rangefinding binoculars. Yeah, he has the Swarrow oh, yeah. TAs. Swarrow TAs. Sorry, you missed that. Yo, sorry. Yeah. Maybe that's why you and I have been at odds on this. Yeah, dude. I am still using a rangefinding binoculars. That's all I ever use because uh-huh. that's speed. Well, yeah, then that's not the same. That is speed. Now, yeah. I get it. It's one more click, and then I've got my dial. I yeah. think you're right. Well, yeah. And again, I don't want to die on this hill. That doesn't take that long. Yeah. But it yeah. takes longer than what I'm doing now. That's my only point. It's Depends. taking wonder, longer what I'm doing now. Well, you are shifting your eyes back and forth from focus on the animal to focusing on your hashes and so on. There is some time involved there trying to put your rifle in the right position based on your. It's much easier to put a crosshair on an animal than it is to put the fourth hash down. Can't say, argue with that. And sometimes so I get that it. all of that is taken away. Yep. Can't argue with that. You make a good point on that because yeah. there is a little paranoia in using the wrong hash mark. And I guarantee and a lot of so times you're I sitting count there, twice. you're counting. Yep. You're counting yep. and then you're counting again yep. and then you're shifting your eye focus from the reticle to the animal, from the reticle to the animal. That's a good point. And all those things are gone because as soon as you go click, 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 yep. you're, you're just you're putting just, the crosshair. You're just back looking at it's, a crosshair. It just comes to eliminating variables. And yeah. That's what we're trying to do. So you could literally put your gun, especially the 108. The 108 would even have a little better uh, ballistics to 600 yards with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. the 115 takes over a little more past that. Mm-hmm. So you could literally mm-hmm. walk around at half a mil dialed and kill everything. See, I would rather, yards. I would rather fuck. So just that conversation right there, I would rather dial anyway, because like my son and I have been teaching my son, we try to hold wind in the reticle, but in certain situations, if I can just look down while he's trying to find the animal and I can guess the wind and I can quickly dial a wind in for him. Yeah. Well, then he doesn't have to worry about putting the crosshair somewhere else. Right. Right. So the same situation, even myself, like if I was, if I had a minute on an animal and I knew it was going to be a half mil of wind left or whatever, I'd put it in. Mm -hmm. I would dial it in because then I I know it's there. I used to think that I've gone away from it for one reason, because inevitably in that moment, you can dial the wrong way. You rarely, 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 we've done it in competition, but we'll hold the wrong way, but it just adds a step you don't have to have. Just like we're talking about Robbie. Yeah. And that's how Ryan originally got me thinking about hash marks. Cause he's, cause I always thought everybody dialed for win. He's like, no, I don't do it for win. I'm like, oh, you yeah. don't. And that's half. That, that that cuts the steps in half to me. Cause the little bit I've been around dials, Jake, I'll just mm. be honest with you. And, and I realized it was inexperienced hunters clown show mm. twisting. Oh, the other thing too. How many, how many guys have told me, man, I think my dial moved. I, it rubbed against my backpack. Mm. Oh, my, my dial, when I put it in my horse scabbard, which we have to, we don't have a choice when you're hunting with horses, you got to put it in the horse scabbard. Did it move my dial? Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, I don't even know if these are real problems, but those are things I hear and I go, ah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't want anything to move on my gun. Yeah. Well, it sounds terrible to me is trying to line a hash up and looking at the hash four times because second guessing yourself. Yep. Yeah, if it is windy, that sounds terrible. and then you're you're holding down in the subtension and you have to hold wind, then you're just compiling, you know, you're compre- compact. Yeah, if you're holding problems. elevation and wind and you don't have a Christmas tree reticle, mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's even harder. The Swaro does. Yeah. And, and this has been my policy. And again. Not, but now you're trying to like Tetris that shit, right? Like, okay, I'm down four and I'm right three. And then as you're recounting several times, mm-hmm. staring at your big buck, mm-hmm. hoping he doesn't walk off. Yeah. Well, now you're going up and down and then you think you might have went off over here and off over here. And, yep. Yeah. But and in five five big bucks I've killed since I hunted with hash marks and two elk, I've, I've uh, everything 450 and in. I've not even looked at the Christmas tree. Mm. I just mm-hmm. shot him. Mm. It's <laughs> no. but no high wind situations. Yeah. You know, you know, probably can't think of any of them shot in real high wind, you know, ten mile an hour, stuff like that. I I mean I've heard if you shoot a six UM you don't even have to think about the wind. <laughs> just what I've heard. <laughs> oh dude, dude, wasn't there a bunch of guys on it's Rock a laser slide beam a couple of years ago on the six point five Creedmoor when that was all the rage, dude, that you didn't even need a scope or a rangefinder? You just shot. Yeah, I mean, that, that so was good. what the, the threads sound like. Yeah, you just did, you just give the general direction. It was, oh, yeah. He's seeking bullets. I tell yes. Jake, hold on, let me grab. I tell Jake all the time, here's the 6UM. I could just sit this on a stump, come back next week, there'd be a dead elk in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a week? <laughs> well, I just give it a time, letting it soak. He, no, it's because he's a, the rifle's an elk watcher, too. Yeah. Very yeah, fucking picky. Right it's got to be the, the right watcher. fucking elk. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. the deer watcher. I'm yeah. the elk watcher. Yeah. We're a good couple here. Yeah, got to right. watch him sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so Ryan, you're yes. saying six, six, six UM. I, I, I can just hear for him yelling, no. But I know it's a big step for you to jump to a 22, mm-hmm. 223 mm-hmm. size caliber, mm-hmm. you know, 224 yeah, caliber. Right. A six to me, for what I've seen from elk. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, I've, I have never seen anything get big get shot with a 223. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe everybody out there that I right, know. Yeah, we got the Chris, Form, all those guys in that thread. It's yep. definitely killing. There's The facts are the facts. But. I still have a little doubt because I, I have a different thought. I want to be able to easily shoot to a thousand yards because mm-hmm. I practice. Mm-hmm. I have the skill set to do it. I don't want to be handicapped. And I hear for him now saying, you're not going to be handicapped. I just think, man, I'm asking a lot from that little 88 grain bullet mm-hmm. to kill an elk that far. Mm-hmm. And for you shooting deer, <laughs> that 108 is just going to punish deer, punish deer. The I'm neck, like, it. like it's going to be exp- like the neck length on a, on the one forty your classic mm-hmm. four to six inches before it opens. Mm-hmm. The neck length on that one Oh eight is about the length of the bullet. Mm-hmm. It'll already be opened. And there's just no part of a deer that's going to take that well. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. So six UM. So if we put it on a rock, I, stock, I can hear it. Do, does this mean we're doing that? I mean, mm-hmm. I can feel it. You can feel for him. I can feel it coming <laughs> through the air tonight. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I've been, on, I've been on the 223 thread the last week, and every time I put something on there, Forum gets on there and says, just go 223 and be happy. He might he might have said one of the sixes. I can't remember now. But you know, he, he was he, you know, he, he he what else does he say? Come to the dark side. That's really what Come it feels to the dark like. Side. Come to the dark side. Yes, that feels like what a guy's doing. So there's no at 600 yards, there's no angle. Even even God forbid you shot one in the butthole because you already wounded it or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. You know. I've only get, shot one two deer in the butthole, one with a muzzle loader and one with a seven mag, and they were getting away. Both of them Yeah, were, it is not away. that little bullet is going to wreak havoc. That just, just blows my mind. It's like throwing a football through you. Yeah. It really and, is. And again, Jake, that's from the years of like the Nosler partition came out. Mm. We can now shoot them end to end. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was what we relished in. And before that, you just, you just didn't even think about it. And then when everybody going to these little calibers and everything, that was the opposite thinking, too. You, you can't do that stuff. You know, this is like like a, 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 just the whole mind meld thing. You know, the jet and I change your mind. Mm-hmm. So we're so just tell Jessica to put the order in. This is not even a, a change for you, especially if you went to the dial part of it. If you already got the range finding binoculars, you already have a good scope. A Z six is a quality scope. Mm-hmm. Now you're just going to switch to a flatter, faster bullet, yeah. and you're going to learn how to dial. You got me on the flatter, faster bullet already. Wow. I'm there. Wow. I'm there. I am there. From this from this podcast, I am there. I've always gone faster, flatter. Yes. There's huge advantages in that. In, in whether you have a range finder or not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you can range find something across across the canyon, and you can you can on a steep slope, you can you can misrange that. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you can hit something else. Don't you have a six UM? That, don't you have like fucking six of them now? Mm-hmm. No, you just keep reading. I don't have because the barrel was burned out of the first. Uh, the plus P barrel was crap. Okay, okay, that's why it feels like a whole bunch. But no, I don't. I have this one, and it's too heavy for him. Robbie, we can get you a rock stock up to the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already have barrels. Mm-hmm. We already have tikas. How long a barrel am I going to shoot? I where do you want to shoot? Where do you want to come in? I'll probably go the suppressor. Uh, uh, I would go twenty two or less. Okay. You're going to lose velocity. You're going to get back down. You're going to gain in BC over your ballistic mm-hmm. turd. Yep. So you're going to gain if a 108. I don't know exactly a 115. I is think a, if you go from being a laser beam to a laser beam, it's not really losing anything. No, but ballistic <laughs> with BC wise, you're better. Mm-hmm. Less recoil mm-hmm. and. Just a far better setup with the Tika yep. and and the Rockstar, and that's why I like I like the less recoil. I like the uh, the, the the sound suppression, like what you're talking about, mm. being able to hear your shot every time, not just right. sometimes. And then the the flatter direct trajectory yep. that sells me on that. I can I can give up a Magnum to do all that. I still mm. ain't. I just don't know if I'm gonna dial Jake. I still don't. Oh, I would right. like dialing is there is mm. no there's only if you go if you your dial binoculars you are fucking plane, telling you what to only do. Only a plus. They're so, telling you what to but do. I still got to go do it. And that's what I'm trying to say. Brock, walk around at half mil. You're good. Go back to the, okay, we, we, we can fucking time how many times you recheck yourself on your hash marks. Yeah, you're right. I count them twice. I, yeah. I almost always count them twice. And, and just, just add to that, make sure. One, add that two, time. Three, plus, four. plus to me, once you do the dial and you're getting in the scope before or after whatever it is, your eyes can still stay on the animal. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. eyes, if you're good, your eyes can stay on the animal and count fucking clicks. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you were on zero to start right, whereas as right now you're shifting your focus, you're second yeah, guessing yourself right. not to mention know. if you the the shoot to hunt university i'm not mean to keep harping on this but if you have a little mock school with form you would gain so much speed of what you're doing now mm-hmm. from zero to 600 yeah, yards you could make up all that. that's the whole school is to how can i be bebopping down the road on a horse with a backpack see an animal i want to kill and kill him right now right okay that's so tell me this guys class. what about this stuff i oh my dial moved and oh i rubbed it on my pack and i think it moved and oh does it return to zero does it track i mean i, I read all that stuff on rocks i remember i'm the editor man justin and i read every single article yep. that's on there is that even a real argument? Is that even anything to worry about? All, if you get the right scope. All of my travels right in the last, since 2012, 2011, actually 2009, mm-hmm. dialing scopes, one time is my turret move. That's with pack goats, llamas, mm-hmm. moving around, having Tandy grab it. Pet, one it time. Did it cost you an animal? No, because I, I cu- that's kind of my checklist. Because you're checking. That's it, another right? thing. When you go to the school, you get a checklist in your pass brain up, of what you're looking pass at. Pass on that scope there. Mm-hmm. So the windage is capped. The There's no opportunity for movement. And just feel how tactile. Most of the so the zero stop is not set on a zero, but you can crank it to a zero. But just feel how tactile it is, and think, oh, I'm going to rub that and get it to move a bunch. 
I mean, if it's on zero, it's on zero. You look up and see a zero. But you look at it. Like, it's yeah. no different than checking your safety. Really, the, really is, the question is, is being a rev off or not? And getting rubbed is not going to put you a fucking you rev off. That zero stop is set, and then that's just part of your checklist. You touch that, you feel where it's at, because it's against that zero stop. When you go out of it and you come back to it, you hit it, you know you're on zero. And if you know it was only three-tenths of a mil you got to dial, you can get down into your rifle and reach up and, yeah. and, and, and absent-mindedly go click, click, click. You guys dialing with your left hand or right hand? Yeah, left hand. All right, I'll think about it. But <laughs> 6UM. So, why do I have to go with the Tika action? You don't. Tikas look you don't like have toys to, go to, to Tika, me. But the, oh, there. Go look at Forum's cold weather tests. Uh, at the rifle? Yeah, he has them on Rockside. I, think, I can't remember what it looks like. The, the biggest the issue you have, and this is still a bone of contention with, not necessarily with me and Jake, it's just... I've had lots of trouble with 700 triggers. Mm -hmm. Some people haven't. Some people have. North Idaho seems to be a special place For that triggers. messes triggers up. Yeah, I've never had a trigger fail. We we but and Jake will be his finger. He started hunting in 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. 2016, 17. And it, a lot of his hunting hasn't been in North Idaho, so it is a Northwest Pacific Northwest problem. Tikas don't have that. Tikas are built to kill Russians, man. Mm -hmm. They have to work. So feeding, firing, they just work. That's their strong point. Yeah, they're going to feed. I mean, they just feed like butter. I mean, that's a tiki. You can run it after we're done. They just feed all the time. Every time they are a little heavier, Jake's made it. So they are. Now they're, what, 28 ounces, 27? 24. 24. So they're just like any 700 gotcha. action out there, and they feed like butter. Gotcha. So what's your other choices, though, in actions? I would just run his, the Vesper. For, for us, is a Vesper. Uh -huh. You're going from 750 to 2000 mm -hmm. um the vesper is the ferrari bentley of actions and what it do doesn't, you what do you gain and buy it besides a lighter wallet um the quality question. of steel that it's made from uh, it's made here in the usa versus mm -hmm. not made in the usa yeah. austria finland. finland finland um modular bolt face mm -hmm. so you could take and switch between a 270 wsm and a well, I guess that's not a good comparison. And a 7 MMO8, for example. Mm -hmm. So modular bolt face, meaning you can change the yeah, bolt face without changing your action. Mm -hmm. um, now it has a 75-degree bolt throw mm -hmm. on the Vesper short. short. Yep, 75-degree bolt what throw. What is it on a Tika? 60-something. Gotcha. Yeah, but that, so I guess uh, the Vesper is shorter than most other 700 right. actions. It's not versus, as short as the Tika. Yeah, yeah. Tika is fairly short. A Tika is a, fan, a fantastic action. Mm -hmm. It really is. The, the The shortcoming of a Tika is it's not a full-length long action. Mm -hmm. uh, you're limited to 3350 inside the mag box. Whereas, what's, uh, what's a 6UM? It'll be fine for, fine that. for that. It's yeah, fine for short mags. Mm -hmm. But if you said I have a 7 mag, a 300 win mag, 300 PRC, 33X, it, you know, anything that's long, uh, you can't do it. But you're doing yes. it for 1250 bucks less. Did I follow that with the Tika? Yes. So that's one reason there's such a rage on Rock's Yeah, and you can see the lightning, yeah. how they lightened up, up the Tikas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a new video. So we cut out those pockets. Yeah, this was on you guys' yeah. page. Yeah, we opened up that ejection port right there, and that basically that shaves four ounces off a 28-ounce action setup. Okay, so Rockstock, uh, Tika. Tika rings. Nitride, rings. lightning weight cuts, spiral bolt, spiral steel barrel. Yep, ace barrel, Tika UM rings. 22-inch uh, barrel? Depends on what, to, I, I go 20, you're going to hit, the, you're going to be shooting the same velocity you're shooting now, 32-50, maybe a little more. I wouldn't want a longer gun than I have now. And well, my, my, well, I don't know, I don't know how If you're going to run a now. suppressor, you're going to be about the same if you run like the. You can do Ultra 5. 
Yeah, you could do an Ultra 5. Ultra 5 with a 20-inch barrel will be 25 inches long. It's going to be a little louder than the, than a Baker not, can. It's not nearly... It's nothing like shooting, though, an unbraked rifle without plugs in. Uh, can I still keep not my even sight fucking close? Because that's what I'm interested in. I, I, I think never you'll be able to suit picture. your sight picture with whatever you want to do. Gotcha. Because I'm doing it. As long as I go the suppressor, yeah. either suppressor is going to do it. I don't gotcha. think you have a problem. Gotcha. How fast can I get a suppressor, you think? Even if they delay me. If Seven, eight months. Tomorrow, yeah, you may may have it by hunting season, but doubtful. Yeah. See, that's a bummer. Mm. That's kind well, of a bad deal right there. it up and just put a cap on it so you're, you're ready to go when you need it. We might yeah. be able to come up with something for that. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. I sort well, of believe you. So. I don't know if I'm going to dial, though. Mm. Why? Oh, why wouldn't you? Well, hey, dial? hey, baby steps. Maybe the following <laughs> year. Maybe after form school, something like that. You know, you <laughs> never know. And like Ryan said, is, could it be stubbornness? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but you're not doing it because you think it'll cost you time. Is that the reason? It, it's not going to cost you time. It's going to give you more reassurance. I can't argue with Jake on that. More reassurance. He's made some points on. Yes. Well, hey, you're taking some time to recount are, those hash and marks. If you put it at half a mil. You're, you you can kill it all. I get good. it. I like that, Ryan. You don't touch anything. Um, the um, learning it all, like I'm, I'm MOA. That's about as deep as my knowledge goes. Oh, there's in any nothing of this to stuff. learn here. It's yeah. counting to ten. Yeah. If you did start dialing, your whether you have MOA or mil, the binocular yeah. is going to tell you what to dial. Gotcha. It is. Gotcha. I would so just switch to, to mils because it's a smaller, easier number to remember. That's why mm-hmm. I like mils. I'm really simple brained. I can remember one point six. I don't want to have to remember twenty three point four yeah. or twenty three and a quarter. But see, that's the stuff that scares guys like me out. Because I'm just a casual hunter, really, if you think about it, on all this on this level of the guns that we're talking about. I'm just a casual you, dude. You wrote a fucking mule deer killing book. You're not a casual Based hunter. Based on keeping things super simple. Mm. And so, that's why yeah. you're making it more complicated. I always have to think it through. And you guys have made some good like cases today. you're like a perfect today. reason to have a dialing scope. Mm-hmm. Covered windage. You don't got to worry about it. You're going to hold wind. You're shooting to 600 yards. So the occasional five to 600 yard shot is the mm-hmm. only time you'll have to touch the scope anyways. Right. And you have time on those. Yep. Most of the stuff I'm talking about, Jake, when you don't have time, it mm-hmm. is the closer range stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You usually yep. do have time. That's why we're on Instagram. Yep. I was saying, oh, yeah, I always go to full power. I always have time to do that. That's no problem at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's one of the biggest things against the first focal or second focal plane scopes is um, you have to remember to go to full power. Well, I've never forgot. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't even worry about it, but you know, something in your system. something in your hash process that that dialing would be a negative. I would say is if a deer is on the move, and you had a four, five, and six hundred yard hash mm-hmm. that you can move between fairly rapidly mm-hmm. just by watch. Mm-hmm. You'd still have to technically you'd still have to pull out and range it to know yeah. that difference, which would yeah. also give you the dial. But it would be easier to shift between four, five, and six hash versus yeah. redialing after you have to rearrange them. But it would be. But if I got a running buck at those yardages, we've the, the wheels came off oh, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And we, we were playing this game a couple of years ago with Lane had an antelope tag, and it was in the rut. You know, twenty fifth of September, yeah. and it kept running back and forth, and I was so tired of it. It'd go left, it'd go right, it'd go from literally 300 yards, and we're kind of just over this little lip, so it was hard when it came too close, we couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Then it would chase some does, and it'd go out to almost 800 yards, and, it, you know, they're instantly go at 800 yards. Yeah. And it finally, I lazed it at like 440, 420, and it ran to five 550, and I just clicked five mil, you know, 0.5 mils, uh-huh. ripped it and shot it. So mm-hmm. the thing you're also gaining when you already had it with a 270 and why we shoot these fast cartridges too, yeah. is the it's pretty flat already. Yeah. So you can kind of cheat it a little bit and you can just kind of, people say, you don't want to guess it. You know, you got to know. Well, 
plenty of times I just clicked three or four more mills, you know, you know, tenth of a mill, and I've been fine. But that statement right there, that's like to me when I hear that stuff, I'm like, you just haven't been in the heat of the moment. That's why mm. you're saying that. Yeah. Very because true. Because the heat of the moment changes all the stuff, and that's why it has to be super simple. Mm -hmm. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. If he's out there at 650 feeding head down, there's no guys on the ridge looking at him. There's no sun on him. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're good. You can get it. You can get anything done. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and that does. stuff does happen. Well, another instance, hunting elk, cow elk, we lazed them and they were to say they were 500. Uh, he, the moment we're trying to get other people to shoot. And then I came back to shoot and they had moved to about 575. Mm -hmm. Well, the six UM saved me because yep. I didn't dial anything and I still shot and hit and killed the elk. Yep. Yep. All so you got to that, do. That's and, dangerous and, space. And that's, that's the thing with the hash marks, uh, Jake, that makes them fast is I've got a lot of error just on where I hold in the vitals, mm. you know, where, whether he's 350 or 420 or not, I can take care of that with the same hash mark, just looking at the vitals on where I'm going to hold. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it also, I mean, your system is your system. And now you, you, in your mind, you have it down pat, which everybody should have their system and that should be their SOP. Mm -hmm. A lot of people they'll change or they won't have a system. And that's when the shit really falls apart. Yeah. Cause in the heat of the battle, just like when we shot, uh, the reason I keep bringing this up with this knockdown power of 300 grain bullets is we had no idea that deer was coming when me no and you shot. No idea. I just thought I heard, I literally asked him, do mule deer grunt like 30 minutes before or so, right? Yep, yep. I said, do you ever hear mule deer grunt? And he's like, ah, not really. Once in a while. Very often. Or very, not very often. And I said, 30 minutes later, not kidding, Jake. I said, I think I heard a deer grunt because it sounded just like a, a whitetail grunt, which whitetail grunt quite often. And I was like, he's like, no. And I was like, no, I hear it. I said, something's definitely coming. And it was snowing pretty hard. All of a sudden, this buck about 100, 120 yards comes trotting out. <laughs> we yep. were just talking about grunting. Yep. I was sitting about this far from Ryan, and I probably didn't hear it because I haven't been wearing ear protection. <laughs> and I didn't hear him grunt. But, man, when he come out, I saw him. And and that's this is so funny, Ryan, because that that was, what was that, 2015? Yep. It was kind of when I was having all those bad experiences with the long-range hunters and the dialing and all this other stuff was um, all I had in my mind was Ryan, did you dial that scope back? Because here we are, you know, looking out at bucks at 800 yards and 500 yards and all this <laughs> other stuff. And all of a sudden, here's one at 100. And, and oh, I remember- the one you missed? No, he killed it. Oh, he I killed know. Oh. He, the, the funny part was is, Robbie, I didn't didn't trust my mule deer size judgment. Uh -huh. So he wants to see it first. And he's like, I said, oh, it's fucking big. <laughs> And you know me. I said, it's big. And Robbie's like, let me see it first. Let me find it. Let me find yeah, it. Yeah, and he was looking farther up the hill. Yeah. And it was right there at 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking way up there because that's yeah. where they're supposed to be. And he's right there. So he shot and it died. And oh, he killed it. it yeah. So, no, this, this was a 300 grain bullet we just talked about before. Okay. 338 Lapua, 100 grain. Let's say it was 120 yards. So it hit it hard. No reaction. Yeah. And I hit it probably liver, back of the lungs yep, liver. Yep. Robbie says... He tells me you missed. I told him he missed. Mm. I said so, no. He didn't. The buck didn't even react. He just mm, kept walking. He mm -hmm. stopped and looked at us. Ryan shot and he just turned his head and kept walking. He got yep. tickled. Then he starts trotting. He goes over a little bit of a little bit of a hill, mm -hmm. and we ran up. This is where I told Robbie, "There he is. I'm shooting." And Robbie had to dive out of the way. I had this giant muzzle break, <laughs> this Terminator break at the time, and I shot again, dude. He just stood there, looked at us, and then he started walking again. Huh. He crumpled just a little bit on the second shot. And I remember. I remember he humped a little bit. Maybe. But maybe. then he just kept going. Yep. Then he just goes, Poom. and and then he tipped over. Yeah. So then I went to where we started, where I first hit him, and I found speckles of blood. Mm. And I was like, no, we. I was like, 
I mean, you, you think you'll never miss. And I'm like, how did the hell did I whiff that? Cause I'm sitting flat on my butt like this. Yeah. Yeah. With, With his legs. feet out like a little kid. Yeah. He's got his feet sticking out flat <laughs> on the ground. Whack. And I was like, fuck, I had to hit that. I mean, the crosshair didn't leave him. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's a going back to this knockdown power. And what's changed there is that buck took full house, 300 grain, 338 Lapua loads at a hundred yards. Never mm-hmm. dropped. Never dropped. If I go back and this was the thing that form kept, he says, well, if you go back in your mind, how many of those deer just, cr- or elk just crumpled up? And I'm like, rarely, mm. rarely they just crumple up. Unless you're hitting central nervous system, they don't just crumple up. And mm. I don't shoot for a shoulder very often. I try to shoot right in the crease. And I, well, then Jim's daughters came along and they couldn't shoot big guns. So I let them borrow. I had a heavy six Creedmoor. And I was like, this is the same thing. Even at seven, six, seven, eight hundred yards that's happening with these big magnums. Why am I shooting these big magnums? Mm-hmm. That's the same result. Mm-hmm. And then I started shooting smaller and smaller. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing, I guess now we just see what we get away with. <laughs> I've, 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 I've seen the progression. We both did the 33 XCs. I've seen the. And I'm not saying never get away because if I want to go big, big daddy country mm-hmm. and be able to see splash the 33 XC, if you're going to know, you know, you're going to shoot past a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. That's the gun to do it. Mm-hmm. That one there, yeah. Yeah, Robbie's got it. It's a tank. It's a monster. Everything's trade-offs, though. doesn't matter if it's optics, that rifles. That is violent. <laughs> violent. Yeah. And you know what? That's what I'm saying, Jake. That's what we were chasing back mm. in the day. That's that, 118 grains of powder. Screaming. Yeah. yeah that's that's what that's what we were looking for back in the day because mm. we didn't have rangefinders. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, the bigger you could build them, the better. We all, mm-hmm. we all, when the, when the, when the uh, 3378 weather became out, in i don't know oh two oh one i couldn't afford one but i remember thinking if i could just get one of those i could get a get more big bucks mm-hmm. i don't think that now mm-hmm. but that's what we were all chasing because it was bigger bigger and we had rangefinders then mm-hmm. but we didn't realize what they were doing for us you know we were and we still continued to, up until I, I think the thread on rock slide started i'm sure it was out there for people in the know but that was the first time in my life i ever thought about going smaller mm-hmm. ever yeah, you know? and, and we've talked about the fight with my dad. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, your dad—that's the best part. So to go through that real quick. We did it on the live. Your dad. Okay, who, yeah, we did it on the live. Yeah, my dad—he's seventy-four years old. He's the baby boomer generation. And I um, mean, you know, I remember when I was a kid, he was shooting a thirty out six, a two forty-three. Um, I probably started hunting about nineteen eighty-two somewhere in there, and I remember that was about the time he landed a three hundred Winchester Magnum. This is the big daddy. This is what we're all going to. Him and his brothers all bought one, and then by you know ninety-five, they're all shooting three thirty-eight Winchester Magnums. You know the whole thing jake we're talking about bigger 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 more you know 200 if 200 grains is good 250 grains is better <laughs> that was what we all chased and uh and so um I, I go i go by his house every day i'm taking care of him he's elderly he doesn't have a wife now and uh i go by I give him his medication every day talk to him and i just mentioned this it was only about a month ago i said dad there's this thread on rock slide you got to see it's it's called 223 for deer elk and bear and i started to talk about it a little bit and Dude, he got fired up, man. He sits in this big recliner. He's got he's got hands about the size of a grizzly bear, and his fingers look like bananas. And you can just <laughs> see him squeezing the squeeze, squeezing the recliner. And you know, and, and I'm just like, you know, telling him a little bit, yeah, like dad, they're killing elk with him. And finally, he just he'd had enough. He's like, God damn it, no, no effing way. I'm gonna give up my 338. Robbie, when I went to a 330, I put him on their nose. I put him down, you know. I mean, I mean, he was getting fired up and i'm like hey dad 
Remember, man, I'm the one giving your medication. You don't got to get mad at me, man. I love you. I said, I'm just telling you. Well, he had just got a smart TV just a couple of weeks before that. And I said, look, I got to get to work. I said, let me pull the thread up on Rock Slide on your TV. And I, and I went to the thread and I said, okay, you just start reading that. Now, you know, and he gets on Rock Slide, but he doesn't understand what a page is and all that kind of stuff. So I gave him the remote and then he was still fired up. You know, I'm gonna, I'll read it. I'll get back to you on this. Stupid sons of bitches. <laughs> <Dumb dumbasses. laughs> so, so I didn't talk to him that night and I went over there the next day. Maybe it was the day after. I can't remember. Sometimes I don't go every day. So I went over and I said, hey, dad, so did you read the thread? Oh, yeah, I read the whole thing. And I'm like, God, I think it's 350 pages. I doubt he read the whole thing, but he doesn't really understand how a page works on it. But he had read enough. And he's like, yep. He goes, I'm, I think I'm going to try it. And he already had an AR for coyotes. And he had an AR in 223. And, and so he's like, in fact, he goes like, I want you to check this out. Because every time he orders something on the internet, it's a disaster. You know, he, he gets he gets hacked or something because he does it wrong or orders the wrong thing. You know, orders fifty cases of toilet paper, stuff like that. So all his <laughs> internet purchases have to be approved by me. So he shows me, and he saw. I don't even know what website it was. He's one of the one of the gun places, and he has a thousand TMKs. In in the in the shopping cart, and he's like, "Are these the right ones?" <laughs> like, oh, so you're so you're converting? You're, 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 no questions asked. You go, yeah, I think I'm gonna try it. So I'm texting Ryan like, "Dude, are these the right ones?" He's like, "Yeah, that's the bullet." But I I talked him off the edge. I said, "Dad, let's maybe not try a thousand. I said, "Let's let's not take all their ammo." So so even even he was willing to try it without coming on a podcast. But but it's because when you get on that thread and you read it. It's pretty hard to argue with, you know, when you see guys are like, hey, well, I killed this elk with it. And I saw those bulls on there. And 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 what's funny is the ones that are the most believable. There's there's some of the guys on there. They're just kind of naive. They're not mm -hmm. in they're not in the cult, but that's how they hunt. Mm -hmm. and, and that was the guys. I'm like, well, this guy's been doing this for 15 years. This is no big deal. Then he's like, yes. this is what I hunt with. And now that thread's so big and been around so long. There's people that came on and said, this is bullshit. And then tried it, and they're like, "Oh no, this isn't bullshit. This isn't BS. This, there's actually some freaking method behind this mythology." Well, that's why I'm sitting at this desk because I was one of those guys. So even though I didn't comment on it, I was like my dad, fingers gripped into the recliner. <laughs> Bullwony. <laughs> there is no deer gonna walk away from any shot you'd put on it with a 270 WSM that you'd put on it with a 6 UM. Yeah, well, I'm not no. gonna argue that. So let's give it a shot, guys. Sounds like well, fun. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's winning, winning. All right, Except before you, we leave, Rob, he we converted you into the cult. I here I go drinking the Kool Aid, man. <laughs> we need, we just need more. We got Kurt. We got a whole, we got a whole band. We can go on tour. We can go on tour, dude. Tour. We can, but I want you to remember this, dude. You were the one that talked me into hash marks, and yeah. now let you've been kind of throwing shade on me for doing the hash marks. Uh -huh. So, dude, when you leave the cult. Yeah. Of the small calibers, dude. Remember your buddy. Yeah. Remember never, your buddy. I, I don't see if I don't see a situation where I'm getting older, where I want more recoil. So I don't think so. Yeah, and I and I still the hash marks work, especially for how you for what set I it hunted. Up. And I, they do. I I tried it. I did it. You know. And I was a guy in the '90s, and I'm sure you were there. We would go. I would go up to 600 yards. I put up a sheet of plywood and see where my drop was. I'd hold on yep. a piece of plywood, yep. shoot it, and say, "Oh man, it's 25 inches or 24 inches." So yep. I had no in my mind. Hash marks do the same thing. Yep. They're simple. 
simplify yeah. it for and, you. And I still remember our conversation because I was still like, oh, dude, I don't want to dial. I don't I don't even have time to go do all that stuff. I don't want to learn it. And you're like, dude, you should just try hash marks. He goes, for the way you hunt, that's what you should do. He goes, you know, you're not shooting crazy, crazy distances. And I, I was shooting a seven mag then. And you were yeah. like, that's going to be flat enough. You're going to be four or 500 yards. No problem right. at all. And then, I, I see foresee a day, Robbie, where one day a buck's going to come out at 605 and you're going to want a precise shot in that. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it, the biggest it, buck of your life. It could happen, and that's when I'm going to probably Then you're going to say, oh, shit, Jake said <laughs> dial. Yeah. Let me try that dial. Right. Damn, Jake said dialing, and this damn 6UM is going to go, bang, and that thing is going to go, whap, <laughs> bang, flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. Yeah. Hey, we're not calling the, the, the assassin? Could he not no, do this today? His, his kid was in and out, so I didn't call him up. Besides, oh, gotcha. He's going to try to talk into a 22 Creed, and I already won the battle, so no. I just did. Yeah, dude, we gave him a shot. So, no. Sorry, Dione, but we got late on time, and yeah. we had a little a time where he had to go pick up his kid. But where can you buy your book? How do you buy your book? When are you coming out with a third book? Dude, no third book, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of books. <laughs> I'm, I'm worn out. No, I said that a couple of years after my other one, too, and then I got interested in it. But, hey, I appreciate, appreciate that. Maybe someday I will. Um Right now, uh, my book, Amazon, best place to get it. If you don't care about signed copies and all that stuff, just go to Amazon. Type in Robbie Denning, Hunting Big Mule Deer. They'll both come up. Um, then um, if you want want one signed, we do sell them in the rock store. Just get on Rockslide, go up the top. You'll find them on there. Those take a couple of weeks. Amazon can get you a book in a couple of days. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that, that's how we do it. And I've seen this before. Is there an audio book coming? You know, how, when I've been reading these chapters on the Rockcast, you know, I'll take like 15 minutes have an episode mm-hmm. and read that. I'm saving all those audio files that maybe we can make make that happen. But again, okay. dude, it's like eating an elephant. I just got to take little tiny bites. Um, and I don't know what the audio quality would be. Maybe Luke and Rick can fix it and make it really good. Um, but I'd like to someday. But yeah. man, I got so many irons in the fire. And dude, I got a new gun coming. I got to get ready for that. And dude, we're gonna have. Are we? Are we doing the cold bore challenge this year? Oh yeah. And the thing is, now we're gonna have to talk scopes. That's a whole nother battle. Mm. Well, well and that's the other thing too. I'm still thinking about just moving that. I I, I won't take the scope off that 270 because if this whole thing falls apart and you guys throw me under the bus, I'm just going back to the 270. But um, I'll probably buy another one of those. We brought you all the way to the goal line. You're Classic. on the one. Classic. But dude, dialing a half a mil versus looking at a hash mark, I'm I still feel like I'm splitting hairs. So you want to go 22 inch barrel onto that or 20? Um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and measure my gun. It, it, this scabbard thing is a real thing, Jake, mm. that it has to fit in your scabbard. If it doesn't fit in your scabbard and it sticks out too far, because mm-hmm. the way I put my scabbard on my, on my horse is it, it pokes forward. It's mm-hmm. just catching everything you want. You want your scabbard to poke your gun stock to poke forward. Yeah. So if you ever, if you ever have to uh, get off your horse to shoot, you can get your gun really quickly Great. where if it's faced backwards. It's hard to grab. You got to walk around your horse to grab it. Again, speed, speed mm. kills. And so, so if it's too long, remember when I when mm-hmm. I first ordered that Christensen because we're still thinking long barrels, all that stuff. I got it in a twenty six, mm-hmm. dude. Even that two inches, I didn't like it. It I mean it didn't really cause any problems. I'm like, right. yeah, that's sticking out too far. So I cut the barrel off. So probably the twenty two if it doesn't make it any longer. But you know, just go twenty if you're going to go with the suppressor because then you're going to about twenty four, twenty five inches, five, twenty five inches. Well, that's what I'll go measure the gun and see what I'm at. You see what my overall length mm-hmm. is on it, and then we can go to that. Yeah, and then you shoot 108s, you're going to you're gonna be a little faster in the DTAC, especially if you are just shooting a 6. Mm-hmm. 108s are going to be fantastic for yeah, you. Yeah, I like I, I like being in the 1s. Oh, yeah. Man, going down into the into the 80s and 90s. And but By the way, Dione sent me a pretty cool video on that buck they shot last year, him and yeah. his buddy and everything. Uh, six, 
22, 22 Creedmoor. Creedmoor. 22 Creedmoor. And what was funny is when he sent me that, he showed me that he hit that buck in the spine. And uh, and he said, hey, you know, anything would have killed this buck. We get that. But he says, look at look at the hole. And it, you know what it reminded me of? That other buck we killed together, you and me and Tanya, that mm-hmm. one I shot in the spine with that 270. Yeah. There was, there was no more damage with that 270 Winchester short than there was with that 22 Creedmoor. Mm-hmm. I noticed that on the, it almost looked like the same picture, mm-hmm. you know, same, same spot, same hole, same everything. The match bullets are the way. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Good conversation, Anything guys. Else? Anything good? All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.